serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. It's time for Hallsville Indians football on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last game's highlights, set the stage for kickoff, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Hallsville Indians. The best pregame show coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as Blake Gasaway and his crew are ready in the broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Cardi. Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, Embrace the Curve, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Kathy Rush Remax Realty, Last Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, Law Offices of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental Care, and State Tech of Missouri. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now, here's the voice of the Show Me Sports Network and the Hallsville Indians Radio Network, Blake Gazaway. And a very pleasant good evening, everyone. Blake Gazaway here with you as we are high above the stadium here in Hallsville as we are set for our matchup the next, the second round of the Missouri State High School Athletic Association in the class. To District 6, it is semifinals round as the number one seed Hallsville Indians are set to take on the number five Centralia Panthers as Hallsville had a bye week last week. They've got some time here to get ready. Field looks great. It is a little chilly. It's maybe a hair windy, but it is a great night for football. Joined tonight as we will be all postseason long here by uh, Patterson uh, Fallis, and uh, we are ready for football. I don't know about you. It's it's a little chilly, but this is great football weather. This is football weather, Blake. We talked about it all week. We knew it was going to be chilly coming in here, uh, but I think both of these teams are, are ready for a, a game here tonight. Absolutely. Both of them, you know, they reach this point in the season where it's do or die. You win, you keep playing. You lose, you start looking at basketball season. There's just really no way, no way else to put it. Absolutely. Well, and Hallsville coming in here undefeated, of course. You talked about that first-round bye that they had last week. Centralia coming off a victory in the district uh, quarterfinal round here in the district semis now. Uh, what are you expecting to see from, from uh, the Hallsville Indians tonight? Well, you know, I think they're going to stick to their bread and butter. They're going to uh, keep it on the ground. They're just going to run it right down the throat of uh, the Panthers. That's exactly what they did in the first matchup that did go in favor of Hallsville when they met. That was in week two. It was a 46-12 to final. Both these two teams are much improved. Definitely on the Panther side, they are much improved. They've got uh, a little more experience uh, for some of those players than what they had in week two. But uh, I don't think it'll be that. Uh, I don't think it'll be that wide of a margin. But for sure, the odds are that Hallsville is going to walk out with the win. Absolutely. Well, and I talked earlier this week with uh, Centralia head coach Tyler Forsey, and he said, you know, we acknowledge that we are in a different place now uh, than we were earlier in the season. 
And uh, we know that that Hallsville is in a different place than they were earlier in the season. So I think you're going to see some coaches who have made adjustments tonight uh, from that week two matchup uh, that obviously went in favor of the Indians. Well, we're going to take a quick break and be back with our interview with head coach for the Indians and Justin Connors. We'll pause and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football. The score of any athletic event is generally forgotten over time, but the actions of players, coaches, and spectators leave lasting impressions. The next time you attend a high school game, think of how history will remember you. Choose good sportsmanship and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. Remember, the lessons you teach today will help develop better citizens in our communities for tomorrow. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Welcome back to the Hallsville Indians pregame show here on the Show Me Sports Network. We're joined by Hallsville Indians football head coach Justin Conyers. Coach Conyers, thanks for joining us before tonight's game. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's been a couple of weeks since your squad has uh, played under the lights of Friday night. As you guys earned a bye week last week for the start of district play. Your Indians last saw action, though, two weeks ago on the 22nd as they traveled to Boonville to play the hosting Pirates. It was a non-district game, but it was a Tri-Counties Conference matchup. That ended the regular season for you guys, but you won in fashion. Really capped off a great season, a great year as you uh, come back on top 36-30. to 30. What were your thoughts on that game? You know, for us, a very exciting opportunity for our for our school. Historical night for us. You know, first time in school history that, you know, we competed for the Tri-County Conference Championship. And so for, for our kids to be able to go out and play the way they did, I mean, there were six lead changes that night. I mean, it was an up-and-down ball game. A lot of adjustments happened to be made, you know, and our crowd traveled oh so well, man. It was awesome to just look out after the game was over and, and see, you know, our fans and our players and everybody just, you know, there to support us, you know, celebrate that historical night together. So great moment for our community, great moment for our school and our administration, and, uh, you know, especially for our football program here in Also, You mentioned it, the game had six lead changes. That's, that's incredible for any game. You know, it, it was a good case of back and forth and really showing the momentum flowing from side to side. Yeah, it really was, you know, and, and we opened up and um, they actually deferred the toss and we love taking the ball first and we took it down and we scored. We didn't get our two, you know, we go for two points every time. We didn't get our two, you know, but we had a 6-0 lead and, you know, then here they come back and the first play they have is a double reverse flea flicker pass. That's just a huge momentum shift for us, you know, all the way down inside the 10 and then we hold them, you know, down and they end up scoring and going up 8-6 and, and so then the, the back and forth really started, you know, and it was, it was a chess night, you know, it really was and they did a really good job of really honing in on our pass game and, and taking A.J. Austin away. That was a big thing you could tell game plan-wise. They wanted to make sure that he wasn't going to get any big explosive plays. And so we really had to go to the ground game. Um, as, as a matter of fact, at halftime, one of the adjustments is I pulled our wide receivers together and I told them, I said, listen, guys, this is not going to be an aired-out night. This is going to be a ground-and-pound night, so you guys have got to block. And that's what I need from you, you know. And so they really, you know, they, they took pride in that. They did a great job on their angles. And, and we were able to really get some good things going in the run game in the second half. Well, you knew going into it that Boonville was a tough opponent. They only had one loss leading up into the game for the season. But they're just one that, as you said, they, they kind of just find a way to get those answers and make it work. Yeah, they do. They're skilled. They're athletic. They're well coached. Um, you know, Greg Huff is one of my lifelong good friends. You know, um, we our sons are the same age. They spend the night at each other's houses. I mean, so him and I have a great relationship. So you know what you're going to get out of Boonville. Uh, you know, and athleticism is always one of those things that you know you're going to get. And they did a really good job of attacking the short side of the field. I thought, you know, running jet into the boundary, and we're able to get some big plays off of us. You know, and that was one of the big things that I told our guys after the game was, you know, if we could eliminate those big explosive plays, it's a it's a kind of 
of a, a different ball game for us, you know, but we weren't able to, to eliminate those just because of how athletic and explosive, you know, their athletes are. Well, your squad was trailing by two at the end of the third quarter. What did you tell them going into that final quarter of play? You know, our biggest thing for us is we have to make sure that we manufacture drives and they have to end in points. Um, and our, our offensive line has really taken pride in taking games over in the, in the run game and in the trenches, you know. And I love it whenever they look at me and, and I, you know, obviously I'm OC, so I call the plays and they say, Coach, let's run the ball, you know. And when your offensive line is feeling that and they are feeling confident, it makes me feel more confident, you know. And, and obviously, you know, having Tiger Cobb back there, that you know, we're able to give it, we're able to run it with him, you know, we're RPO and we're doing lots of different things that, you know, it might look like it's the same play but actually, you know, it could be a triple option type play. So those are the type of things that we have to do to go out and be successful. And, and those guys were, you know, ecstatic to be able to, to want to have the balls in their hands. And so for us, I think the biggest play of the night came whenever, you know, A.J. Austin got the pick. We were able to go down and make it a two-score game. Now I felt like we were in the driver's seat and it really put a pressure onto Boonville, you know, and, and made us, not that I felt comfortable by any means, but it, it felt like, hey, we were in control a little more. Now they had to go into a pressure situation and they were going to be forced to have to score and then onside and recover in order to win that ball game. Well, in that fourth quarter, you outscored Boonville by a 22-14 to 14 margin. That really helped seal the victory. But as you said, it, it not only highlighted just an incredible undefeated season, but it marks that first time in program history that the boys have won the Tri-County Conference Championship. You know, what does that mean for the players, the coaching staff, the school, for the fans, for everybody? Oh, it's huge, you know, especially with, you know, this is just our third year as a coaching staff being here, you know, so third year that these kids are in the program with us. And it just goes to show the tenacity and the grit that they put into, you know, really buying in and grinding for what we're asking out of them every single day. Football's just not an easy thing for everybody. You know, it, it's hard. It's tough. It, it requires a lot. And these young men have really bought in and the community support. And really, to be honest with you, when you talk about buy-in, the buy-in from our school, you know, from our staff, from our administration, our entire community, the student body, I mean, Everybody's bought in right now. They're really having a lot of fun with it. And, you know, coming off a crazy year last year where in Boone County, you know, we weren't allowed to have a lot of fans. To be able to go out and be able to play in front of the crowds that we've been able to play in front of this year at home has just been amazing. But to be able to go on the road and win in the fashion that we did and have our crowd there to support with us, man, and, and really be proud and support and, and cheer with our, our crowd when we're done was just awesome. So very proud of those guys and, and the work that they put in this year. Well, and, and that buy-in is, is very easy when, you know, this game, when you look at it, it was just a great game as a fan to watch, a great game as somebody to, to be there because it had the ups and downs, it had the lead changes, it had momentum changes, it had defensive play, it had good offensive strikes. I mean, you just can't script it up really any better than that. No, it's one of those games where, you know, it kind of takes you back to the Water Oaks game, too, is, you know, we've played some really exciting football games this year, you know, and the thing for us, and I've said this, is, you know, is the past three weeks of the, the Tri-County, you know, those last three games, they've all been tough, but they've really tested us. I mean, a lot of adversity has struck in these last three weeks for us and really put us in some tough situations. And you always wonder, and you always kind of honestly, as a head coach, you want to win them all, but you get a little worried, you know, whenever you're going out and you're winning by large margins every single week and you've never been faced uh, with adversity, you haven't been down in games, you know, with the Blair Oaks and the Boonville game, we got to see that. You know, there was tons of adversity. We were putting in, in lots of adverse situations throughout the course of the game that we had to come back. So being able to have that type of competition in those games has really been beneficial, I believe, for our program. With the regular season closed out, senior quarterback Tiger Cobb, he had just an amazing season. He shined all year long. Uh, he showed that he was a dual-threat QB as well, finishing in the first nine games of the regular season with just over 1,000 yards, including 16 touchdowns. Also led the team in rushing with just over 1,600 yards and an astounding 24 touchdowns. 
yeah, you know, he's single-handedly this year has ran away with our 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 all-time rushing records here. You know, set lots of good stuff and information for me that was here whenever I got this job, and so we created um, you know some documents that kept you know keep track of all of our stats, obviously, and a new record board. And uh, right now, he's tied for all-time rushing touchdowns in the season. He just beat the single-season rushing record, and, and I mean that's a that's a great feat whenever you're a quarterback, and everybody knows that he's going to carry the load. But what he's done in the last three weeks with his numbers has just been it's been outstanding and he's really you know put the team on his back and and carried us yeah to have 40 touchdowns in the regular season is just phenomenal and I mean that's phenomenal on any level you're you're talking about yeah, it really is. It's it's almost like PlayStation type numbers whenever you really whenever you think about it and the numbers that he's been able to put up week in and week out and the thing is he's doing it against very good people. It's not like we're going out and you know these are coming in in late minutes of the game where you're trying to rack up points just to show in districts for standings. I mean, it's stuff like that. I mean, we're going out in tight ball games and this guy's getting it done. You know, whenever his number's called and, and it's time to make a play, he's going out and he's making a play for us, you know, and that's the type of guy that you want finishing ball games for you. Well, senior wide receiver A.J. Austin continued to have a big target for uh, Cobb. He held in 43 receptions, had uh, 612 yards, and that included seven touchdowns. Yeah, you know, the thing is, the last couple weeks has been a little tough for him, too, is teams are finding ways to, to find the double him under, over top of him. So for him to be able to have some of the numbers that he's had has been pretty good because we haven't been able to get the ball to him like we really have wanted to, you know, game plan-wise. They, they found good ways to take that away from us. You know, with his height, with his speed, with his athleticism, he brings a lot to the table. So we're still, you know, when we game plan, we're still finding ways to get him his touches. Um, you go back to the Blair Oaks game, you know, it was a big one. He had two of the biggest catches in that of the night, came late in that game, and one one of them took us down to the 16-yard line, and then the next one, you know, is, is the game winner. So when it's time and his number's called, he goes up and he makes plays for us. Well, junior running back Harrison Fowler and senior running back Trenton Hobbs both have made tracks of their own across the field. Coming out of the backfield, they've got a combined 1,168 yards for the season and 13 total touchdowns. Again, it just shows that they've got some wheels, they've got some scoot, and they'll get upfield. Yeah, you know, for us, what I like about it is they're two totally different style backs. And then when you combine the third back with Tiger Cobb, I mean, we've got a pretty nice little running attack there. And so the thing that I like is we're able to get into multiple personnel packages with this group. You know, we're not a really large numbers in our program. We sit with 37 kids, but we're able to get some different kids on the field that can do some different things for us, you know, that we believe give us advantages, you know, getting some tight ends in the game and and then getting Hobbs back there, who's really a downhill, fast power back that'll come at you right now. And that's what I really like about his running style you know and then Harrison Fowler is more of your shifty you know more of a you're a little electric guy that can make the moves and hit it and go so they've both done an outstanding job and they both have, you know serve a huge role within our offense and what they can bring to the table well defensively now really the best way I can describe it is they're just a well-tuned fine-tuned machine and they've got a nose for the football they produce 13 fumble recoveries nine interceptions that's a huge deal breaker in these games you know, that's been the thing that we've preached on this offseason was the turnover margin. You know, we, we have not been in the plus <laughs> in the past couple of years. And so that was a goal of ours going into this season was to be plus in the in the turnover ratio. Um, and we've, we've gotten there. And it's been because we are really, um, you know, we are sound as far as swarming to the football. You know, there's still some things that can improve. You know, we still have times where we miss tackles, you know, especially TFLs, those tackles for losses. Those are things that we've got to sure up that in big-time games are going to make the difference, you know. But as far as our defense as a unit, really proud of how they've played this year. You know, we base out the 3-3 stack, and uh, our kids have done a great job of defending, you know, multiple types of offenses as well. Well, another thing, too, that jumps out to me is that defense is only allowing an average of 18 points a game, which puts them among the top teams uh, for the entire state of Missouri. 
yeah, you know, last year, once again, you go back there and young football team, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of turnover, like I said, from the year before, we had a ton of seniors back in 2019. So a lot of new faces on both sides. We gave up some points, you know, we were giving up almost 30 a game. And that was another thing that we addressed that we had to get better at. You know, we always talk about what's about the bend, but don't break mentality. It's okay to give up some plays here and there, you know, but we want to eliminate the explosive plays, you know, in high school football, I call that 25 or 25 yards or more. You know, we want to, we want to try to, to eliminate those. We want to turn the ball over um, and you know my, my defense coordinator who's always talking about you know making sure that we're getting 11 hats to the football and kids have really bought in and done a great job with that this year well because of the hard work the squad put in and their execution on the field as well you guys did earn a bye week last week as class two district six quarterfinals play started last friday how important is it now looking at that bye week and what it does for the team you know, the best thing that I like about that, it really gives you two things. You know, number one, it gives you a chance to get your kids' legs back, let them get healthy, especially with the last three games, you know, of our schedule this year and kind of how it fell. I felt like we really needed that, not calling it rest, but just calling it some time to get our guys back into full speed again. And then for me, I think it's beneficial as a coaching staff for us to be able to get on the road and go get eyes on your next opponent. I think that's a huge benefit, especially if you haven't played somebody before. Being able to see them in person is a little bit different than seeing them on film. So, you know, I really love that opportunity that that bye week uh, presents us as well well not only did you guys get the bye week too but that also ensures home field advantage for district play again that is a huge huge thing not only for the, the team but for the community yeah, we'll go back to last year first, uh, you know, for our comment on that. And we were the number one seed last year. And uh, because of the numbers uh, that we were allowed in the stadium, we we chose to go on the road. So instead of hosting like we should have through the district title last year, we decided, like I said, district semifinals, we went on the road. And we once again, we could have hosted the district championship. And we decided to go on the road well as well because we could have fans. So now what that means to our program and to our community this year is that now, obviously, you know, they get to be there and, and be there with us and celebrate with us, hopefully, if we can get this victory tonight in this semifinal game. Well, this week your team faces a similar team that uh, you've seen here in the uh, for the district semifinals game tonight. You host the number five Centralia Panthers. The Panthers beat the number four seed that was the Montgomery County Wildcats by a final of 26 to 8 last week as they move on to the semifinals round tonight. Your Indians matched up with them though in week two and, and getting the victory by a score of 46 to 12. However, this is a much improved and more experienced Panthers team this time around. Oh, much improved, you know, and that's the thing is when you go back and you watch our film, both of us, <laughs> when you look at it, it's just like, it's crazy how much different, uh, you know, and better, what I'm going to say different, uh, we both are. And so you know, that's one thing that I've noticed over the course of the season is just how much better they've gotten. You know, quarterback play through both Gordon is outstanding. They do a really good job defensively of mixing fronts and coverages up, you know, and giving us some different looks, you know, so looking forward to this matchup with them tonight. Uh, you know, our kids, we talked about it. We know that they're going to come out and they're going to fight and they're going to give us one heck of a ball game. Leading up to tonight's game, what has the conversation been, if any conversation, in regards to, you know, the winner moving on, the loser starts winter sports, basically? Yeah, you know, we're talking about right now, our focus is not the next game. Our focus is this game. It's the game at hand, um, you know, and there there is no tomorrow is the approach that you have to take because if you don't win this one, you don't move on. And like you said, your season's done. So, you know, we made sure to address that with our kids that the focus is on the Centralia Panthers, and that's all we're focused on this week. How's practice been the last two weeks? You know, really good. Uh, that's been the, the good thing. You know, we went back and what the bye week really allows you to do is it puts the focus back on you, uh, you know, and your kids and not really, you're not game planning for anybody. You know, I've done it in years past where, you know, hey, we, we focused on one team or both teams and we spent a little time on, on some of the schematic things of those, but it really gets back to the blocking and the tackling, you know, and just the basic concepts that, that make you a good program. And so uh, our kids really have bought into that, you know, and then this week was been good about practices and I told them it on Monday, I said, man, it feels good to get back to 
to a game plan. Now you're honed in on one opponent. You're able to really dial it in and find out what's going to be good and what's not going to be so good for the week as you start your practice prep. So, uh, you know, the kids are, are geared up. They're ready for tonight's game. Uh, they've been looking forward to it all week long. You know, it's one of those things where we're eight miles apart. So, you know, there's a little bit of pride that goes into this football game as well. How's the health of everybody? Everybody's been good. You know, we've got everybody, um, everybody's back full. I think the bye week really helps us, like I said, get our legs back and get everybody back to full speed. You know, we were a little bumped and bruised and banged up after the Boonville game just because we played physical, you know, and I told our boys that's what it was going to take to win. And so, you know, our guys lay everything on the line every Friday night for us. So, you know, getting those guys a little bit of, you know, just went uppers during that bye week, just shoulder pads and helmets, just enough to kind of get those legs back, like I've been saying. We've cranked it back up to full pads this week. And, uh, you know, everybody seems to come out of here healthy and ready to play tonight. Well, facing the Panthers tonight, what do you expect to see them do? That's always the, the, the million-dollar question is, you know, I think we'll start with defensively, you know, they, they base out of a 3-4, but they gave us some 3-3 three, three looks, you know, trying to load the box up a little bit with back safeties and behind backers, um, you know, to try to stop our run game. So, you know, we've practiced a couple other things for tonight's game because we just don't know exactly what we're going to get from them defensively. You know, we were able to score 46 points in week one, so you think there's got to be some changes and some adjustments, you know, from what they were doing. We saw them play a little bit different defensively versus us in, in week two versus how they've been playing in the last three weeks of the film that we have. So, you know, a little curious and a little anxious to see how they're going to, you know, adjust and how they're going to line up versus us. But offensively, I think, you know, obviously the ball goes through Bo Gordon's hands all night tonight. I think that they're going to try to control the ground game with him. You know, they're going to try to get us off balance a little bit by running some counter and some power stuff with their backs. And then obviously, you know, him getting downhill running at you right now is really where their bread and butter has been in these past few weeks. And that's led to a lot of success for them. Well, tonight's game is also a gold rush. I know that the leaders of the front row will have the crowd rallied up probably for every snap. <laughs> yeah, that's been a fun part. You know, I laugh and I smile because, you know, my daughter's in high school now and she's a sophomore and she's involved in that. And just seeing how much, you know, fun these kids are having right now. Football brings so much more than just the game. You know, it really, it brings community. And that's what's been awesome is, you know, seeing the smile on their faces week in and week out, capturing some of the fun pictures, you know, that people are taking of them and just seeing the pure enjoyment that high school kids are having behind this game. And that's a lot of fun for us. And so, you know, I've been very appreciative of them. Uh, you know, the kids come in every single week. They want to know what we want for the theme. And I said, I want what you guys want. You know, you guys go out there. You guys have been the ones that have been doing an outstanding job of getting this community bought in to football. And so keep doing what you're doing. And like I said, really appreciate all their efforts this year. Well, Coach Conyers, it's been a pleasure visiting with you. Uh, any final thoughts before you get out of here? Oh, you know, just excited for tonight's ball game. And uh, I know Coach Forsey across from us over there does a great job with his program. I know the Panthers are going to be fired up, ready to play. You know, uh, one thing I've said is for us, it's not going to be about matching intensity. We need to make Centralia match our intensity. That's the way it has to be. We have to make them match our physicality and match our speed. You know, and that's one of the things that we've been really focusing on these past few weeks, just how physical that we need to play to go out and be successful. So, like I said, really looking forward to this matchup, and uh, hopefully we come out with this win tonight. Well, all in, Roll Tribe. Let's go out there and get a W. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate all the time, and thanks for having me on. That's Hallsville Indians football head coach Justin Connors. We're going to take a break and be back with more of our Hallsville Indian pregame show. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football here on the home of the Indians, the Show Me Sports Network. You've been listening to the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. The excitement is building in the stands and the tension is rising in the locker room as kickoff is just around the corner. Exclusive pregame coverage of Hallsville Indians football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Cardi, Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, 
Embrace the Curve, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Kathy Rush, Remax Realty, Last Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, Law Offices of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental Care, and State Tech of Missouri. The best coverage in mid-Missouri continues as we'll be back with kickoff right after these messages. This has been the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. Haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time and running out of some of your favorite makeup, fragrances, or skincare products? No need to worry. Avon representative Michelle Cartier has got you covered. Michelle can consult with you on the newest line of products as well as get those that have become your must-haves. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 from the comfort of your own home and have your order shipped directly to your front door. To see how Michelle can help you out, find her on Facebook by searching Avon Cartier. Live beautifully with Avon. It's time for Hallsville Indians football on the Show Me Sports Network. This is Hallsville Indians football on the exclusive home for the Indians radio network, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Cardi, Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, Embrace the Curve, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Kathy Rush, Remax Realty, Last Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, Law Offices of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental Care, and State Tech of Missouri. The best game coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as Blake Gazaway and his crew are ready in the broadcast booth for kickoff. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now, here's the voice of the Show Me Sports Network and the Hallsville Indians Radio Network, Blake Gazaway. Well, very pleasant. Good evening, everyone. Blake Gazaway joined by Patterson Fallis here as we should maybe change our, our uh, billboard there to say hi atop, not in the press box, but on the press box as captains walking to midfield to get the opening coin toss to see who will get the first chance to find some pay dirt here at Hallsville as we are just a little over two minutes away from getting our ball game kicked off here in Class 2 District 6 semifinals as the undefeated number one Hallsville Indian squad, they sit at 9-0 on the regular season. They are facing the number five seed with the Centralia Panthers. They come in with a record of 6-4 and four after they got their win last week in opening round of district play. I think the temperatures finally leveled off a little bit. It's a cool night, but that is a good night for football. Absolutely. We're here, you know, like you said, atop this press box, a little bit of wind. Nothing major. We're looking at a great night for some playoff football. I think no matter what, uh, you know, it's it's chilly, it's a little windy, but anytime you can get out and watch football, I think that is a great night in my book. So it is going to be a great Friday night here. As uh, just had the coin toss, we'll see what the decision was. So Hallsville will receive, so they will have the chance to strike first. 
talking with Coach Conyers in our pregame interview. That's something that he said last week, or two weeks ago, rather, that uh, they got the opportunity for. Really, what that tells me, they've get a, they get a chance to get it in gear, put the throttle down, and never let off of it. Yeah, and this is a team that loves to run the ball, averaging over 300 yards a game on the ground. This is a team that is going to shove the ball down the throat of the defense and, and go from there. Well, when you look at these two teams as they match up, part of it, too, is you were saying that big difference for the Panthers. They're coming in. They're only averaging for the uh, for the season. They were averaging just 22.6 points a game. They're also only averaging 316.1 yards. Again, not a bad total, but when you run up against uh, a Hallsville team that's averaging over 400, that, uh, that can be a little bit of a task for sure. So deep back to receive... For Hallsville. As ball teed up, they are going to kick it deep. And it's going to go here on the far side. Take it about the 15-yard line. Return man will take it up the middle. He's got quite a hole across the 35, tripped up near the 40. We'll see who that was returning the ball. Good return there. Check some numbers here. believe that was Kaysen Griffin, the junior. He returns it there to start the ball game. You're going to see here from Tiger Cobb, the uh, Hallsville quarterback, a dual threat, a true dual threat, over 1,000 yards passing, over 1,600 yards rushing. Uh, this kid can beat you in a number of different ways. You're absolutely right on that. As they will start, they're working right to left here on your media center or your app. They've got wide receivers at five. Now they split off in four. They'll send one in motion across the play as they'll give it and fake it. Tiger Cobb, as you just mentioned, and will take it right up the middle. Good fake there. He picks up about nine on the very first play. That's a simple read option. He's reading the defensive end, whether or not he goes with the running back there, and he decided to keep the ball for, for an easy nine yards. So that'll bring up a second and short here. Again, they'll have a receiver on either side of the play. Also have some tight ends in there. This time they will option it over here on the near side, pass it off to their receiver. He's got the first down across the 50, across the 45. A nice job there of getting through some traffic. And that pass was caught by Xavier Stinson. Yeah, and that's, a, again, that run-pass option. And this time he decided to go with the pass option. A little sprint out there to the near side here. Super, super uh, high com high percentage completion. Well, that's one of the attributes that makes Tiger Cobb the starting quarterback for them. An asset is he can read that defense. They'll give it off up the middle quickly across. Is Hobbs. He's making moves. He's on the far side. He's got the first down plus more. Still spinning around across the 20 down inside near the 15. That was a great run there by Hobbs. He went directly up the middle and saw the hole to the outside and was able to bounce that for, for you know, 15, 20 more yards than initially he was going to have. Yeah, Hobbs just kept on trucking. It would not go down as ball will be spotted just outside the 10-yard line. So he actually picks up several more yards than what I thought he had. They'll break here as they'll have a tight end here on the near side. Three wide receivers. Now they'll... Rearrange in the backfield as Tiger Cobb will get the snap. Quick pass off to A.J. Austin. He's at the 15. Making moves, breaking ankles at the 10. He's at the 5. He'll stretch out to the end zone. He'll be just shy. But looks like they may have a new set of downs here to work with. We talked about Austin in the pregame. Six foot four, going to be physically imposing on this Panther defense. He is a force to be reckoned with. Somebody who just knows how to move the ball upfield, however he gets it. So it will be just short of... The first down marker, so it'll be second and short. Ball at about the two-yard line. 
In shotgun again will be Cobb. He'll keep it himself straight up the middle for a two-yard touchdown run. Boy, he made that look too easy. Well, the, the whole offense made it look easy. We're looking at a minute 29 there on our first opening drive. Hallsville, like we said, right in the gear. Doesn't seem like the uh, the bye week has, has made it any tougher for this Indians offense. Well, despite uh, them having the bye week and not getting a lot of rest, per se, as uh, they still had a chance to, to do some work and get their legs under them. You're right. They look like they're coming out firing in all cylinders here as Tiger Cobb gets a two-yard touchdown run. As they will go for two here, he'll have it. He'll be rolling to the far side. He'll pitch it off, and he will be in there for the two-point conversion as they will take an 8-0 lead, 10-31 left to go here in this opening quarter. Here in semi-finals action of Class 2 District 6, we'll pause and take a break and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions and the indians have the early eight to nothing lead as they just made quick work down the field a pin's having a little bit of trouble trying to write right now i think it it's not quite warmed up as high end over in kick well, take a bounce. It'll stay in bounds at the five. So pinpointing it down as Centralia now has to work out of a panic mode as that ball would not go out of bounds and just trickled its way into the five-yard line. You have to think that was somewhat strategic. I don't know how you could plan that, but it sure worked out well there for the Indians. I don't know how you do either as that was pinpoint accuracy. But they will set up. On the 16-yard line, that's where Centralia will take over. This defense is led by Trenton Hobbs, the running back, who also plays linebacker for him. We'll see how uh, he, he goes here tonight. So Bo Gordon, the senior, will command his offense. He'll send one in motion to the far side. He'll keep it himself, and he's trying to work up the middle. He'll get about four yards before he's thrown down there. Simple uh, read, read option again there. You're seeing a lot of the same offense. Bo Gordon is going to give you a lot of what Tiger Cobb does. He also, you know, is a dual threat guy. Yeah, they're very similar in uh, in their makeup, and their stats are very similar, at least the number of times they've passed, the number of times they've ran. Of course, the big deciding factor is it's almost a two-for-one, if not a three-for-one, on the touchdown differential as well as the yards between the two quarterbacks. So in shotgun again will be Gordon. He'll have twin receivers on either side. He'll send one in motion on the end around. They'll give it to Wilkerson. Actually faked it to him up the middle. Keeping it was Gordon, and he's got short yardage. We'll bring up our first third down. Jack March there on the stop. We talked about that 3-3 defense that Hallsville likes to run. That's three down linemen, three linebackers. So we'll bring up a third and we'll say a long four as the Panthers... We're deep in their territory, having kind of misjudged that kick, expecting it to go out of bounds, but it did not. So now it'll be third down here as ball at the 23-yard line. 
They'll come out again. Twin receivers either way. One of them will be on the wing on the far side. Gordon will take the shotgun snap. He'll keep it himself looking near side. He's going to throw it to his receiver at the 35. He'll make the catch. That is Ethan Adams before he steps out of bounds. So he picks up a little over 10 yards, moves the chains. Adams with a really nice job there. Hallsville dropped into some zone coverage, and you saw him sit down in that open spot. Bo Gordon was able to find him in that soft spot of the zone and, and convert for a first down. Adams is a junior. Gordon is a senior. You think they played catch quite a few times? I'd have to think so. That looked very easy, as you said. He found the spot in the defense that had some green grass and camped right there. So twin receivers, actually three on the far side. As they'll finally run it up the middle and quickly swallowed up there. That's Wilkerson. Just nowhere for him to go with it. When you have players coming from the defense behind you, that means your offensive line didn't get a big push. That's not a, a winning combination, but Wilkerson, he, he also complements Gordon in this Centralia offense. 834 yards on the year, 10 total touchdowns on the on the ground. Uh, he, he's a guy that we'll definitely need to look out for tonight. Yeah, he's averaging 5.7 yards a carry, which anytime you can get above the 5-plus mark, even though he's not passed it by much, he's still past that 5-yard mark, which is good. That's what you always look for. So they'll break the huddle here, second and long. Three wide receivers near side, one on the far side. Again, they'll send Wilkerson in motion. They'll fake the handoff. Gordon will take it right up the middle himself. He'll be across the 40, so pick up right about uh, three, four yards there before he's tripped up. You know, that, that, that might be nice on first down. It, it makes me question it on, on second down. Then you set yourself up for, you know, a, a third and medium here. So it does bring up. Another third down. So far, they are one of one on third downs. This upcoming play will be the sixth play of the drive. As it'll be third and four, they've got to get to the 46-yard line. Again, Gordon in shotgun. He'll have one back behind him. He'll fake it, looking to the far side, rolling over there. Has some pressure, eludes it, but he's going to have to tuck it himself up the middle. He's going to push and get the first down by about a half yard. Second, third effort gets him that chain mover. That's all hard there from Gordon. Not your prototypical quarterback build. They they list him here on the roster as five foot nine, one ninety three. He looks bulky. He looks powerful, and that right there is the difference between a fourth down and a first down. We talked about that in our conversations uh, while we were after we got everything set up, waiting for our pregame to start. As he is not a uh, average quarterback by any means, not taking anything away from him. He's just not what you expect your starting quarterback to look like. But he answers it and leaves it on the field. So it will be a new set of downs now as they'll hand it off and quickly met in the backfield and thrown down as Wilkerson. Big play right there as thrown for a loss. Getting up off the tackle is Alex White, the senior, comes down with another thrown for loss. That gives him seven on the season. Yeah, he shot out of a cannon right there. You saw him come up there from his linebacker spot unblocked and, and, and tackles Wilkerson right there in the backfield. He made his presence known. He left the imprint of his jersey with the 22 on it. On Wilkerson, so this will bring up a second and long now. Again, clock rolling, 6.40 left to go here in this opening quarter in our Class 2 District 6 semifinals round. Again, Hallsville, the Tri-Counties Conference champion. Second place finish for the Panthers in the Clarence Cannon Conference. Again, quick play already as they're looking for the first down pass completed. Nice pass, nice route, and completed over here to check my roster. New player, that is Caden Dunn, the sophomore, checked in the ball game. Yeah, he's listed at five foot 11, 142 pounds, slender build, but again, a nice pitching catch there by Gordon. Yeah, they're just really finding where these little holes are on the defense, and they're able to find some grass there and go up and get the ball. Wasn't the best thrown ball I've ever seen, but it got to him. He was able to get two hands on it and come down, but it does bring up a third 
And a three clock stop, 6.23 left here in the opening quarter. It is eight to nothing in favor of Hallsville as the Panthers trail by that eight to nothing score. Keeping it up the middle is Gordon. He's got the first down across the 40, the 35, still on his feet across the 30. He'll be upended after he gains almost 20 yards. You see Austin with the tackle there. He, he's a big fella, and he's, he's working hard to bring Gordon down to the ground. Yeah, it is not an easy tackle by any means. Austin listed for himself as a 6495-pound senior. He had to get into the body there, but it moves the chain so far for the Panthers. They are 3 for 3 on third down conversions. Clock rolling near 6 minutes to go. Get a new set of downs as they will be on the 27-yard line. They'll give it off to Wilkerson. He's got some room working to the far side. He's going to be off to the races at the 10-5 touchdown. He's going to take it in from 27 yards out and answer the score that his defense just gave up. That's a great response from the Panthers' offense. You, you can't ask for much more as a head coach uh, from your running back and from your quarterback, instrumenting a, a great drive there, and uh, we'll see them uh, likely go for two. We talked about both these teams much improved, both of them answering drive for drive as that one goes to the house. Brings the Panthers within two. <coughs> Pardon me. They will go for a two-point conversion as they'll load up on wide receivers. They've got five wide, two near side, one far side. They'll send Wilkerson in motion. They'll try the double end around. Now they're going to throw it off into the hands of Gordon, and he's going to take it in. The quarterback catches the touchdown for the two-point conversion. You know, a lot of the people out there might know that as the Philly special. It's the double reverse where the quarterback pitches the ball to a wide receiver on a jet sweep, who then pitches the ball to another wide receiver on a jet sweep, who then throws the ball to the quarterback out in the flat. Wide open Gordon was there. You have to think that uh, head coach Tyler Forsey drew that up in practice and, and was saving that for a, a special two-point conversion. Well, that ties our ball game up at eight apiece. We're going to pause and take a break and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Role models are more important than ever in today's society. You can serve as a role model for others the next time you display good sportsmanship at a high school athletic event. Good sports are winners and are also vital to preserving our fine sports traditions. So the next time you attend a sporting event, remember to be a good sport and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Ball is teed up. As they are going to kick it deep, it'll be taken at the 20-yard line. That's Austin with it. He's got a good set of wheels. He's across the 30, still on his feet across the 40. Powell being pushed around, and they'll get it across the 40-yard line. Boy, he had to go back for that, but his height didn't mean he had to reach very far. And you've seen two really nice kickoff returns by the Indians uh, to open, open the first quarter here. So now the Indians looking to... Answer again as they took the opening drive downfield and scored. So they're trying to do the same thing with their second drive. Ball will be on the 43-yard line as they'll open up with three receivers here on the near side, one far side again going right to left. They're going to keep it on the ground this time, carrying it to the near side across the 50. That is Fowler. He's still on his feet. He'll be cut down across the 40. Picks up 16, 17 yards. Moves the chains. Wasn't anyone near him on that, uh, that sweep around the outside. Looks like they kind of got sucked in there by Tiger Cobb, the, the Centralia defense did. Well, you start to hear a sniffle a little bit, too. It's definitely, as we said, a cold night, but a good night for football. 
as it will be a new set of downs ball at the 38-yard line. Cobb will have twin receivers either side. Now he'll direct some traffic with Fowler. Fowler will get it on the end around as they're trying to sweep to the far side. He's trying to get to that corner. He will, and he'll pick up about five or six yards. Really had to take the length of the field and stretch that out, but he was able to get there and pick up good yards. Yeah, that's exactly what Coach Conyers wants on first down. Get it to second and manageable. Then you're working with, with a much shorter field there for, for your uh, conversion. Fowler averaging 6.5 yards a carry, so he is still trying to boost that average. As four receivers here on the near side, one on the far side. Empty back as Cobb will be in shotgun. He will just keep it himself straight up the middle, a little misdirection. He's across the 30, so they spread everybody out. He keeps it up the middle. He's going to be close to that first down. Cobb's not afraid of contact, that's for sure. He went right into the defensive lineman there. Falling forward, always falling forward is a great football player for that extra half yard, extra yard. That was a designed quarterback keeper all the way. So again, they'll have a third and very manageable third and short. They'll have one receiver down in front of us on the near side. They'll have two on the far side. Again, they'll arrange some traffic. Fowler will go in the left hip pocket. Cobb will keep it himself. He's across the 25. He'll be spun around near the 20. Seen that's that similar RPO there. And he's got the option to hand the ball off to Fowler to go around the outside. But Cobb sees that hole directly up the middle and pounces on it. He makes that look too easy. As ball will be spotted on the 20-yard line. Under four minutes to go here in this opening quarter in our Class 2 District 6 semifinals game. Winner goes on to play. Another day loser starts thinking about basketball season. Or wrestling season, I should say. They'll have twin receivers either way. They'll give it up the middle. Now cutting to the outside here is Fowler. He's making men miss. He's at the 5. He's into the end zone for a touchdown. Fantastic run by Fowler. He, he hit that outside lick with his left foot, cut upfield, made a man miss, and then drove someone over into the end zone. Well, just like head coach Justin Conyers was saying about having PlayStation-like numbers for his quarterback, that was a PlayStation-like run right there as he made, what, about six, seven people miss and got into the end zone from 20 yards out. Yeah, and we talked about Coach Conyers. He always goes for two. You'll see the Indians go for two right here. So they will go for two. Twin receivers far side. Now they'll send the... One of the players across the play, and Cobb will take it himself easily into the end zone for the two-point conversion. That makes it a 16-8 ball game in favor of Hallsville. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others. Drive safely and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Ball teed up for the Indians as they lead by a score of 16 to 8. As high end over end kick will bounce, and that time it does go out of bounds. So we will have it moved upfield a little bit. Didn't quite tightrope that time. Didn't have the same luck that we saw on the first kickoff. 
That first kickoff, it seemed like it was going to go out of bounds. It was going to go out of bounds. They waited and waited and waited and had to pick it up. This one skips right out of bounds. So they will walk forward several yards. As ball will be spotted at the 35-yard line. Change my sheets here. So we'll be first and 10. Ball at the 35-yard line for the Panthers. As they will break the huddle here. As Gordon will have two receivers, far side, one on the near side, one back. That's Wilkerson. He'll get the handoff. He's trying to go across the defense, but it'll be thrown down for about a five-yard, four or five-yard loss. Was trying to stretch it out, but just could not find any room to cut across. That's Trenton Hobbs from his middle linebacker position coming all the way across the field and, and, and bringing down the speedy Wilkerson. Yeah, he was trying to get the corner there. As uh, they brought him in motion, trying to get there, just could not find anywhere to make the right-hand turn and cut up field. So nice job of the defense again to stiffen up and throw him down for another thrown for loss. They'll have a second and 15 now. As dropping back is Gordon. He's looking downfield. He's going to hit his receiver and go out of bounds. That is Ethan Adams. He goes out of bounds. Again, another nice route. It's like Gordon is playing pitch and catch. You're seeing it, him do it time and time again here early in the first quarter. So that does get close to that first down. I apologize to our listeners. Just lost my internet connection for a minute, so we should be back streaming now. Technology is great. However... When it goes down, sometimes we just got to work with what we have. So apologize for that. Hopefully you are enjoying tonight's broadcast. They're going to bring out the crew to see if it's a first down or not as ball just shy of the 45-yard line. But hopefully you're enjoying tonight's broadcast here on the Show Me Sports Network. Blake Gazaway here with you, joined by Patterson Fallis. And they are going to say it is going to be a third down, but it's what, third and about Ten blades of grass, maybe? <laughs> maybe. I was thinking more like eight or nine blades of grass, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you ten there. You know, it is going to be very, very short. Really, you got to think again that this is probably going to be in the neighborhood of a quarterback keeper. At least that's what I'm thinking it's going to be. You have to think with, with Bo Gordon going right up the middle. would would seem, you know, very, very possible. So the center will pick up the ball. Gordon calls for it. He will keep it himself. He's going to read the defense as he kept it. He's still on his feet, 10, 15 yards, 20. He's still on his feet across the 30, down near the 20-yard line. So picks up 35 yards and moves the chains. He moves extremely well across the field. He sees that hole, and he goes right to it and kicks that ball outside for a huge game. Well, he picks up 30, well, actually, they're going to say 37 yards as ball in the 20 at the 18-yard line as clock rolling to 35 and counting here in the first quarter as the Indians lead 16-8 to here in this semifinals game. Gordon will be in shotgun. He'll have twin receivers near side, one on the far side. Wilkerson will be to his right. He'll keep it himself, trying to work up the middle. Not much doing there quickly through the hole and throwing him down for a loss is Cale Nichols. Didn't have the same success there on the keeper. Had the option to go to the running back, decided to keep it himself, had the guard pulling, and, and, and it blew up right in his face. So we'll bring up a second and very long. It'll be second and nine. Scoreboard says second and eight, but I think it's definitely a second and nine. 
Clock again under two minutes to go. Here in this opening quarter, Hallsville leading 16-8. to Here in our ball game tonight, it is a cold evening, but a great evening for football nonetheless. Two receivers, far side, play clock down to six. One here on the near side. Gordon will send a man in motion to the far side. He's going to take it himself. Now he'll keep it cut up the middle. He'll be down inside near the 10. Has had a chance to make the pitch, but decided, based on what he saw, he was going to take it himself. You see a lot of similarities with the Panthers' offense to that Hallsville offense. You, you know, we talked about the similarities in, in the quarterback skill set, and I think that really goes to show with the play calls. You see a lot of those sweeps, a lot of those run-pass options. Uh, they're, they're doing a lot of similar things on offense. So we'll bring up a third and three now for the Panthers as Gordon will survey the defense. He'll have two receivers, far side, one near side. Wilkerson standing a couple feet to his right. He'll let him pass. He'll take it himself, and he'll be cut down at the 10-yard line. He will be short. Hallsville defense had that one all the way. They sniffed it out from the very beginning. You look for 10, and you know he's probably going to get the ball. So it is going to bring up a fourth and two ball on the 10-yard line. We'll see at least one more play as play clock says 24, game clock says 31. You hear the fans, the crowd come alive here as most of Hallsville has come out to the game this evening. Now up under center will go Gordon, and we're going to have a timeout called. I believe Hallsville. Nope. No timeout. It was an offsides penalty, an encroachment penalty. Gordon got exactly what he wanted. He sprinted up from a shotgun position directly under center and got the defensive line to jump. I thought they were calling a timeout, but that was not the case, as that will give them another first down. Both teams having five first downs in the game so far. They're very much matching each other play for play, drive for drive. So 10 on the clock, they'll get one play here. As time winding down here in this first quarter, Gordon will be in shotgun. He'll give it to Wilkerson. He's trying to work the far side. He'll be uprooted, put down at the five. Host of Indians there to throw him down. Not a lot there up the middle. You saw it on the first drive. A lot of room up the middle. Not so much there. So that will take us to the end of the first quarter. After one quarter of play, the Hallsville Indians, 16, and the, Cent the Centralia Panthers, 8. We'll pause and be back for the second quarter as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom. Using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market, anything can become a canvas. This state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Visit HanCustomLaserEngraving.myshopify.com or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran-owned business Attention Indians fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Hallsville by becoming a member of the Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Your gifts help provide all Hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Hallsville Athletic Boosters this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Hallsville Athletic Boosters or email them at HallsvilleAthleticBoosters at gmail.com. Let's go Indians!
Well, we'll switch ends of the field as it will be a second and goal at the five-yard line. And they'll send one in motion. Gordon will look for the end zone, throws it for a wide-open receiver and hits his receiver. That is Jesse Shannon. It looked like a blown coverage to me. Shannon lined up at the tight end position, slips out of his position there at tight end, and walks in. Nobody around him there. Gordon, again, pitch and catch, super simple. So they take that from the 35-yard line and get into the end zone on a five-yard touchdown run. I do apologize. I think we missed most of the first quarter of action. Apologize. We lost internet. Didn't realize that, so... Something we'll keep an eye on a little more intently. As they'll go for two here, Centralia does trail by two, looking for the corner of the end zone, throws it up for grabs, and it's going to be caught for a two-point conversion deep into the end zone. Can't tell who that was that came down with it. But it will tie the ball game up at 16 apiece. You know, one thing I've noticed here through, uh, you know, a full quarter and four seconds, Centralia has really simplified their offense. That nothing crazy that's a pick route so we'll take a break here and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of indians football here on the show me sports network fans when you attend a high school game do you stand at attention during the national anthem do you cheer a good play by the opposing team if your team loses do you take it well in stride if you have answered yes to any of those questions you are showing positive examples of sportsmanship don't forget that when you attend high school events, young eyes are watching you for examples of acceptable behavior. By making a conscientious effort, you'll be helping our students grow into better citizens. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Ball teed up and kicked, and it's going to take several bounces and go into the end zone, so... That might have been a good break there as that thing just kept spiraling, spiraling, and tumbling and goes into the end zone for a touchback. Yeah, different strategy there. It's, it's uh, you know, the Panthers have aimed for that sideline kick. That one was straight down the middle, powerful kick into the end zone. You said that last drive was a an eight-play, 65-yard drive. That goes to tie the ball game up as... Hallsville will start on their own 20-yard line. As Tiger Cobb will get the snap, he'll hand it off up the middle to his running back. That's Hobbs. He'll get pretty decent yardage there before he's thrown down. Nice first down gain there for the Indians. So we'll bring up a second. See where they officially mark it a second and looks like about four. Everybody will look over and get the offensive play call. They'll have two receivers here on the near side. Cobb will be in shotgun again, working left to right on your media center or your Show Me Sports Network app. They'll send Hobbs, fake it to him. Now keeping it is Tiger Cobb, and he'll go across the 30. He'll be down near the 35. He'll move the chains himself. There's a lot of that pre-snap motion. We see a lot of uh, uh, movement of the running back, a lot of movement of those wide receivers, and, and you're catching the defense looking in different directions. And that's where those holes open up for Cobb. A nice job there of him to move upfield. Move the change. You hear the crowd saying first down as he gets at the 35-yard line. Clock under 11 to go here in this first half. Again, tied at 16 apiece. He'll 
Pass it off to A.J. Austin working on the far side. He's got some blockers. There is a flag that comes in. He'll pick up 11, 12 yards. But we will stop to see what the flag is. It is in the oh, there's two flags. A lot of the Let's times see. here it's holding. That is going to be the indication. That screen route, you run three wide receivers trying to block for Austin. A lot of the times you're just going to get a holding call. They tried to set up the action for him there, tried to set up the wall, but somebody was a guilty party of getting some hands on the defender. One thing I've noticed here, Cobb has a very unique throwing motion. You don't see him throw it a ton, but it is very unique. He comes right from the shoulder and goes right across. Very, very, very simple. So we'll back him up now. It'll be first and 18 as they'll hand it off straight up the middle. Not much room to work with there as looks like they were trying to say maybe the ball came out, but that might have just been the Panthers' sideline just excited that they held Hobbs to no gain. And you see Cobb there, again, reading the defensive end. Didn't make the right read there. Didn't make the right read. Handed the ball off, probably should have kept it for more yardage. Yeah, there was a lot of traffic there in the middle of the field. So we'll bring up a second and 16, so he did get two yards. Hobbs will be changed where he's at in the backfield, has some pressure. Cobb will evade it. He'll hit his receiver, and A.J. Austin catches it near the 40. He'll have about seven, eight yards, but took a big shot there. He got left up in the air, took a shot to his lower back. He's going to get up. He'll be okay, but that's one of those that, you really hate to see the quarterback leave his receiver out to dry. Yeah, Austin's going to feel that one in the morning. You can tell he's kind of hunched over, hands on his knees right now. That's one of those ones that really just takes the wind out of you. So third and eight now. Clock rolling, 9-31 and counting here in the first half as we're tied at 16 apiece. As dropping back, rolling to the near side is Cobb. He's looking downfield. He'll decide to tuck it himself. He's going to be tripped up. Spun around at the 40. He's going to be short of that first down marker. It's a huge stop for the Panthers' defense. Really, neither of these defenses have been able to hold anything. But it looks like the offense might stay on the field here. Well, I, I would agree. I think that uh, that's probably what I would do if I was coaching. As Cobb is their punter as well. So he will be in shotgun. Has one back behind him. They've got... Trip receivers here on the near side. He will do a pooch kick. Good kick. It's going to take a bounce at the 35. And then uh, forgot to put on its blinker, but took a right-hand turn. Goes out about the 26-yard line. So that's where Centralia will take over here as we'll pause and be back. Tied at 16 apiece. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Perfect, right? Actually, we were thinking of Rome. I know an agent there. Look at this view. This place is unbelievable. It's beautiful. We've been looking at Jamaica. Uh -huh. I know an agent there. Welcome to Jamaica. We love, oh, we love it. But we're thinking about Tokyo. Uh -huh. I know a guy. You know an agent too. That's Kathy Rush at Remax Jefferson City. Call her today at 573-761-3405. Well, this officiating crew is working very efficient as uh, already had the first down play. It was a run that picked up almost, it's like almost eight yards. It'll bring up a second and two. Yeah, these officials are just as cold as we are. They want to go home too. Yeah, they want to get out of here and start thinking about what they're doing this weekend. 
Clock rolling, 8.14 left. Again, tied 16-16 to 16 here in the semifinals round in Class 2, District 6. As Gordon will be in shotgun, he'll give it to Wilkerson. Working up the middle, has a big hole across the 40. He's going to pick up the first down as he squirted through there, picks up enough to get the first down and then some. This Panther offense doing a really good job of keeping that momentum alive. You get the stop on fourth or on third down, and you're able to turn this into a first down early on in this drive. So ball will be spotted on the 44-yard line. And Blake Gasway here with you on the Show Me Sports Network, joined by Patterson Follis. We said we apologize, had some of the first quarter we missed. Our internet signal got cut, but we are back on air now. So they'll come out here again. One wide receiver near side, two on the first downs, but we're going to have a flag, so that'll be a false start on Centralia. It is the first penalty that they have had here in the ballgame. There have been three for Hallsville in a relatively penalty-free ballgame. Yeah, we're seeing a clean game here in the playoffs, and that's exactly what you would expect at this point in the season. You've got teams that are experienced, that know how to run their offense. You'd expect to see a low penalized game. Right. They're very disciplined. That's how you get to this point in the season is be very disciplined. So we'll bring up a first and 15 now as they wind the clock. We're tied up 16 apiece here with 720 in county left to go before halftime. Winner moves on to play next week. The loser starts turning in their gear on Monday. That's not an easy conversation you like to have, but it's one you have to. It's three on the play clock. Gordon's going to call for it at one. They just got the snap off. He's going to roll here to the near side. He's going to fall down at the 30, and he will be sacked right there. The turf monster, in this case the grass monster, jumped up and caught him. Yeah, just didn't have his footing there. Just uh, trying to make a change of direction, trying to go back across the field, and just slipped and fell. So a penalty followed by a huge sack a loss on the play here the fans here start to rally it is gold rush night here at the stadium in tied 16 apiece five receivers three far side two near side gordon gets it dropping back looking downfield over through everybody was trying to hit his receiver and mason bar but just Air mailed it over everybody's heads. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly where you take the shot. You got second and 24. Probably not a lot of plays in the playbook for second and 24. And I guarantee there's even less for third and 24. We'll bring up a third and 24 now. Ball spotted at the 31-yard line. And you hear the fans starting to rally up. I think most of Hallsville has trekked out here to the game. When you look around the stands, you look at the cars that are parked here. They have come out in full force to support their Indian squad. So third and very long now, Gordon will get the shotgun snap. He's going to give it a little screen pass, but broken up and thrown down for more loss as the defense comes through big time. That was Seavers on the tackle. He read that all the way. Third and 24, you're probably just going to uh, dump down screen play, which is exactly what they did. Seavers was on it like white on rice. He had no problem getting through, busting up the play, throwing it for an even bigger loss. Now it's fourth and 27. So Gordon will get the snap and late penalty. I thought everybody took off before the ball was snapped, and I guess the officials 
were thinking the same thing I was. So that'll back him up. So at this point, it's uh, we'll just say it's fourth and a lot. It is fourth and a lot. Centralia not able to capitalize on that momentum of getting the stop on defense, going the complete wrong way on offense. Yeah, that might have been a game changer there, as we said during the break, that that might have been Centralia's chance to keep the momentum and put the lead, the first lead of the ball game. They've tied it up twice, but have been unable to take the lead. We are tied at 16 apiece, so now it is fourth and a lot as ball spotted after the officials finally have their discussion. Now they're going to move it forward a little bit. They will spot it at the 27-yard line. A.J. Austin standing at his own 41-yard line, awaiting most likely what will be a punt as it's 4th and 32. So Gordon will punt a low, low kick. It's going to bounce at the 50. Austin will take a big bounce now. He's going to let it go past him. Probably a good decision there as he had several Panthers players waiting to put a lick on him. So he lets it go. So it will be down at the 34-yard line. That's where they'll take over. Let's keep it right here as we know these officials are quickly working through this second quarter of action. Everything is quick here in, in Hallsville tonight. The Panthers offense, quick. The Indians offense, quick. And these officials even quicker. You're right about that. So it'll be a new set of downs as they get the ball. Cobb just threw it over on the far side to his wide open receiver who pick up seven, eight yards. Nice misdirection there on the play. And that pass goes to A.J. Austin. So he picks up nearly seven yards. He'll say, yep, seven yards on the play. Bring up second and three. Austin accounts for over half of the team's receiving yards. He, he is a true force to be reckoned with. So actually say he gained eight yards, so a second and two as twin receivers on either side of the play formation. Again, going left to right. Cobb will be in shotgun. He'll give it off, and not a lot of room there. That hole quickly closed for the back as carrying it was Fowler and just really was lucky to get back to the line of scrimmage. Actually say maybe he lost a yard. Yeah, that's Jesse Shannon, the uh, 5'7 junior, really putting a big hit there on the running back. Yeah, he just shot through there. No problem. Throws him down. So we'll be a third and we'll say two and a half, a long two or a short three. He'll get the snap now going for a screen play over here and catching it. We do have a flag coming in away from the play, but catching that is Aiden Lampkins. So Lampkins picks up for the moment a new first down, picked up about five yards on that pass play. Wasn't the best executed screenplay but that's really what it was almost and they are going to say a holding call against Hallsville so that first down will come off the board at least momentarily didn't see the holding call I did see a massive block laid there by Fowler not exactly sure where that was but evidently the ref saw something different yeah so it came in on the backside there I, I didn't see it either but it came in uh, right about the hash marks here on the 40 45 yard line somewhere in there so like I said, I didn't see it either, and we have another flag, so that one I'm going to guess is going to be on the coaching staff. Is My first indication is I sure hope that official is just throwing the flag to see if it's going to fly right, but that's never the case. So we will be a sideline warning. 
I will say, he got some height on that, didn't he? He did. That one came about as high as we are on <laughs> yeah. top of the press box. Like I said, I always hope that they're just saying, nope, no penalty. I'm just checking to make sure my flag's got the right, the right wind resistance. But that's never the, that's never the, the case of it. So they are going to have a timeout called as... We will have a timeout by Hallsville with 4.13 left here in this, first, in this first half. We'll take a quick break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform with a guarantee of 100% American-made products. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense whether so timeout called there first of the game we've seen as it comes with 413 left here in the first half timeout by Hallsville as it'll bring up a They're having some discussion there. I think they're trying to see with that penalty. It would have been third down. But they are having a discussion also for the Panthers. I believe that's their head coach, Tyler Forsey, second-year head coach. He's out there on the field. Yeah, Forsey walked all the way onto the field, all the way to the middle of the field. So we'll bring up, now they've got it right, third and six. As third down play here coming for Hallsville. They've got it on their own 38-yard line. Twin receivers either side. Shotgun snap to Cobb looking near side. He's going to throw it to Austin, and they say he did not get his hands under it. It's incomplete. Yeah, he was looking there for old reliable. Cobb kind of short-armed that one. It came out a little flat and bounced before it could get to Austin. I think he had some pressure there coming too, and you said it right. He uh, just bounces it there and does not complete the pass so we'll bring up a fourth and six as Cobb will try to rally the troops here we'll see what they're going to do and he is going to punt it again a nice high spiraling punt is going to take a bounce inside the 25 and knocked out of bounds it's probably a good thing though as Harrison Fowler knocks it out got a few more yards out of there as that thing was headed out of bounds possibly headed backwards a little bit yeah, nice punt there by uh, by uh, Cobb out of the backfield. So they will switch into the field more or less. This ball will be spotted just at the 20-yard line. So it would be interesting to see how Centralia answers as they had this earlier, and then they were unable to do anything with it, had to punt on their own accord. So they'll start at their own 20 They'll send a receiver in motion. Wilkerson will not get the handoff as Gordon really put it into the belly of him. Pulls it out last minute, trying to read that defense to say picked up four yards. Jack March on the tackle there. Really met Gordon in, in, in a nice spot there. Limited the gain to four yards. Yeah, there was a hole briefly, at least enough for Gordon to think about he should keep it and take it up the field himself, but it closes quickly. 
So we'll bring up a second and six here. Clock rolling under three and a half to go in this first half. Again, we're tied at 16 apiece. Both these two teams matching drive for drive, scoring for scoring, and then both teams having a little bit of cool off and having some punts. As they'll give it off this time to Wilkerson. He's across the 30, the 35, still on his feet, driving through the 40. He will pick up 15 yards and move the chains. A nice run there up the middle by Wilkerson. You have to think that Centralia is satisfied with what they've got, but they'd love to go down here and score in the last few minutes of this first half. Well, they have a chance, too, for a two-for-one possession as they will get the ball to start the second half as well. So this kind of gets into that chess match part of football is how quickly, if you're going to score, how quickly can you do it because you do want to have that two-for-one opportunity. So they'll have a new set of downs here, ball at the 41-yard line. Two receivers on the far side, one here on the near side. Keeping it is Gordon up the middle himself. He's got 5'10". He's going to get close to 13, 14 yards when it's all said and done. Yeah, and the Panthers already have scored more points here than they did the last time out against Hallsville. So you're seeing those adjustments in action today. We talked about that in the pregame conversation with head coach for the Indians and Justin Conyers that they are much improved. And you're right, we're seeing that here as they are finding ways to get stops on the offense and find ways to keep their drive alive when they have the football. So 2-28 and counting here in this first half. Again, new set of downs, ball on the 47-yard line of the Indians. Twin receivers either way. Gordon will keep it himself. He'll be hemmed in. No gain there as that pocket closed quickly, and he just had to go down with it. Yeah, that was Mitchell Simmerman, the 6'2", 275-pound senior, closed that hole immediately. He absolutely did. He is a big fella, and he made his presence known there. So we'll bring up a second and 10 on no gain on the play. Again, we're tied at 16 apiece here in this Class 2 District 6 semifinals game. Hallsville, the undefeated number one seed in the district tournament. They're also the Tri-Counties Conference champion. Second place finish for the Panthers in the Clarence Cannon Conference. Here the fans again come alive as Gordon will have some pressure. He's rolling for his life. He's going to somehow get out of it. He's going to be across and get 5, 10 yards still on his feet. He's 15, 20 yards downfield before he's going to be tackled near the 20. He was dead to rights, but somehow found a way to get upfield and pick up huge yardage and move the chains and get inside, almost inside the 20. And that looked like it was going to be a loss of about 10 and then turned into a gain of about 30, 40. That was a huge play right there. The defense, I wouldn't say they caught napping. I don't mean it like that. But they were just out of position as he eats them up, gets down inside the 20, and is able to move the chains and trying to keep this drive alive. They're trying to get the end zone as they try, or sorry, were tied at... 16 apiece. The Panthers have never led. They trailed 8 to nothing, and then they scored and tied it up at 8 apiece. Then they trailed at 16 to 8. Then they were able to come back and tie it up at 16 apiece. You see him call a timeout here. A minute 25 left in the half. We talked about it earlier. Don't want to score too quick. So they will. Again, use some chess here as you're right. They don't want to score and then give the ball back to the Indians 
to let them march down the field. They'd like to try to take it in before halftime and then get the ball to start the second half. So first and 10 ball at the 20. Gordon will have Wilkerson in the backfield. He will give it to him. He's up the middle again. Not much doing there as there's just a wall of those gold jerseys that hold him for maybe he's lucky a half yard. If even that, maybe it's, yeah, maybe about a half yard. Yeah, swarming defense there for the Indians. You talked about all those gold jerseys, really trying to stuff the middle of that defense. So that'll bring up a second and we'll say a long nine, second and almost ten. As Gordon again will be in shotgun, he works pretty much exclusively out of that. He's rolling here to the near side looking for his receiver. He slips but caught it. Somehow he caught it after he slipped just outside of the goal line. That was Noah Brooks, the 6'179 pound senior. That looked like a knee injury to me, and somehow he's able to come up with that catch. He went full splits there. You're absolutely right on that. That looked disastrous, but somehow his quarterback in Gordon is able to hit him as he's down on one knee and finds a way to get it. It'll be first and goal just outside the one. Gordon will step up under center. He'll keep it himself. He's pushing, pushing. I don't think he got in. He, he did not. He did not get in there. Gordon tried to get sneaky there, go right under center with that quarterback sneak. Not much up the middle. Tried to bounce it around out the outside. Didn't get it. He tried to slip in there. Nice job of the defense. D.J. Larkin, a 6'3", 230-pound junior, was in there to hold him for no gain on the play. Do have a second timeout called by Centralia. 22 seconds left in the first half. Again, we're tied at 16 apiece. Blake Gazaway here with you on the Show Me Sports Network. Joined by Patterson Fallis. And remember, if you haven't done so, be sure and look us up on Facebook. Just search the Show Me Sports Network. We're going to be bringing you as many postseason games as we can for Hallsville. At least that's our plan anyways. We're going to try to bring you as many of those. So hopefully, I was talking... With uh, the coaches there, we were down on the field before the game, and I said, you know, we'd like to go to a show-me bowl, and he said, we would too. So that's what they're shooting for, but most importantly, they got to do their job, do their assignments tonight before they can think about even next week, but certainly before about going to a show-me bowl. 22 seconds left in the first half, again tied 16 apiece. Gordon will be in shotgun. He'll have two receivers far side. One on the near side does have a tight end over on the far side. And they finally say play is ready as everybody trying to get set. Gordon will get the shotgun snap. He'll keep it himself. He's trying to get in there, and they're going to say he's in for the one-yard touchdown run. That's a big body falling forward. Gordon very compact, able to push his weight and move his weight for a touchdown there. So that goes from one yard out. And gives the lead for the first time, gives the lead to the Panthers. They've trailed or been tied all of the game so far. And that comes with 18 seconds left here in the second quarter. That gives them the 22-16 lead. They're looking to make it a 24-16 lead by going for two here as Gordon. We'll send a man in motion to the far side. He'll get the snap looking to the far side, and he's going to throw it. Pass was incomplete out of everybody's hands, and two-point conversion will be no good. 
But it does still give the Panthers the 22-16 lead. We'll pause quickly and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Whether it's balls and strikes, fouls or flags, your referees and game officials are a vital part of high school athletics. If you've ever tried your hand at officiating, you know how hard these men and women work, and you certainly know that they would never miss a call intentionally. Keep these things in mind as you attend sporting events. After all, respecting officials and authority figures is one of the most valuable lessons that we could teach our students. This message has been brought to you by your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association. Eighteen seconds left here in the first half as Hallsville trails for the first time tonight. They trail 22 to 16. They will have quick work to work with as it'll be taken by Austin at the 25-yard line. He makes one man miss, makes another miss, tries the tightrope down the sidelines. He will be pushed out of bounds, though. Looks like he got past the 40 before he was ushered out of bounds. That's who you want with the ball in their hands, especially with only 18 seconds left. He's a guy that can blow one open immediately. Yeah, he is definitely not the person that I would be kicking to if I was out there, but I, I don't think I could actually physically kick it that far to him, though that would be the problem. The ball will be on the 42-yard line. Not a bad place for Hallsville to start with. They do trail 22-16, first time they've trailed in the ball game here tonight. They all look over and get the offensive play call. As they'll have three receivers on the far side, they'll have one on the near side. Rolling with it is Tiger Cobb. He's looking, has an option man. He will pitch it off, and they will pick up three or four yards. Be out of bounds over there, looks like. See if that was Hobbs or Fowler that was carrying it. That is Fowler. Yeah, not a lot doing there. Wasted seven seconds on that play, and only for two maybe three yards well, he did not get as good a spot as i thought he would yeah just six seconds left on the clock now unfortunately the second half will start with centralia getting the football so they'll load up here have a wing and three receivers here on the near side one on the far side tiger Cobb rolling to the near side he's going to hit aj austin who will be drug out of bounds two players for centralia collide over there but austin gets the first down and gets out of bounds, but that was all for naught as that took more than six seconds off the play clock. So that takes us to halftime as your score here at halftime. It is 22-16 Centralia over Hallsville. We'll pause here and be back and get into your halftime scoring summary as well as take a look at some of the other area games as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Liberal Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment for more than 15 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Liberal Christian Academy offers kinder prep through sixth grade that prepares students to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students, with the student body comprised of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include three and five full day sessions, with kindergarten offering half day and full day programs. To find out more about Liberal Christian Academy, call them at 573 634 3983. As a former veteran, for two years I tried to get my disability and nothing worked. Then I called Wes Flanagan and he got the results that I really needed. I hear stories like this all the time where people are overwhelmed with the system 
As a former Social Security attorney, I will help you get the benefits that you deserve. Russ Swanigan lives and works in mid-Missouri, and he's here to help you. The help you deserve for the benefits you've earned. The law offices of Russ Swanigan. Tonight's game is not only a competitive contest between these two schools, but it's also an educational experience for the students involved. Because high school activities are about learning life values, your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association remind everyone to do their part in keeping our hometown sports a positive experience for everyone. When you attend your next game, do your part to help rekindle the spirit of citizenship by showing good sportsmanship. You'll be teaching a positive lesson, and you'll be preserving a proud tradition in the state of Missouri. There are things in life you should always do. Always say please and thank you. Always get a good night's rest and always take care of your teeth. After all, you're only given one set of permanent teeth to last you a lifetime. Southwest Dental Care is always the place to go for the highest quality dental care. They offer comprehensive general and cosmetic dentistry services for all patients of all ages. Their experienced and compassionate team is there to help you achieve lifelong oral health and a stunning smile. To find out more about Southwest Dental Care, call them at 573 634-4909 or visit southwestdentalcarejc.com to get the best smile in town you mustache to southwest dental care we are state tech we are hands-on education when you choose the number one two-year college in the country you know you will be ready for your career that's why at state tech we say from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Hello, Blake Gazaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Well, both teams still in the locker room here at halftime getting some adjustments and uh, some different things they need to come out here in the second half of action. And I would say maybe getting some warmth, too, as the temperature has continued to drop a little bit here. It is a good night for football, but that does not mean it's not a little chilly out there. But that's okay. Like I said, it's not raining. It is not snowing. As uh, there are way worse conditions that I've been in before, so I will not complain too much. I've got different layers on and plenty, plenty on. And, you know, I will take that over over the rain and snow and all those things any day. So, as I said, both teams still in the locker room. Blake Gazaway here with you on the Show Me Sports Network, joined tonight by Patterson Fallis as uh, we are on top of the press box here. Great view. It is a beautiful field here in Hallsville. Great view, as we said. At least half of the town, if not three-quarters of the town, has ventured out to the game tonight. Have to think that uh, with all the cars we're seeing, as far as I can see, we've got cars. So, have to think that... The, the whole town of Hallsville is here to hopefully see their Indians win. 
Well, they're going to definitely have some adversity here in the second half. They're going to have to work through as they trail 22-16. to Remember back in week two that uh, this game was a much different game. It went in favor of Hallsville. They ended up winning that game by a final of 46-12. to So this game has definitely a different feel to it, has a different flavor to it. But that's why we play football. You play four quarters, you play two halves. See which one makes the adjustments, comes out here in the second half and uh, is able to implement those adjustments and come out the winner. Yeah, we talked to Coach Conyers before the game, and he said this Centralia team was dangerous. He knew that they were going to come out with nothing to lose. They've got the target on their back, the Indians do, with that number one overall seed. And and you've seen the Panthers just come out and, and, and kind of punch them right in the mouth. Yeah, you're absolutely right on that. It's kind of stunned them, and the crowd is definitely small in number for Centralia that has made the trek over here for the game tonight but they are vocal and they are loud there was a huge roar come over from the far sidelines when they were able to score the touchdown and take the lead which we will take a look at our first half scoring summary as in the first half we started off the first quarter and thought we were going to see one for the races and then it kind of cooled off in the second quarter but Hallsville was able to score first they took their opening drive down the field 61 yards and were able to cap it with a two-yard touchdown run by their starting quarterback in Tiger Cobb. The two-point conversion was good as uh, Hobbs took it in for two points. That was a five-play 61-yard drive. That came with 10-31 left in the first quarter. That made it an 8 to nothing score. Then Centralia would answer on their opening possession. They took it 27 yards out by Wilkerson. The pass, it was a... Uh, a little trickeration, a double reverse pass to Gordon on their two-point conversion. That was good. That made it tied at 8-8. Eight eight. That was a nine-play, 84-yard drive. That came with 5.32 left in the first quarter. Then Hallsville would score again, this time on a 20-yard touchdown run. That by Fowler. They also tried a two-point conversion that was successful on a quarterback keeper with Cobb. That made it a 16-8 ball game back in favor of Hallsville. That was a five-play, 57-yard drive. That was a 3.43 left to go in the first quarter. Then we would uh, take that score to the end of the first, but then just four seconds into the second quarter, Centralia would score on a five-yard touchdown pass. That was from Gordon to Shannon. The two-point conversion was also good. That was a pass from Gordon to their wide receiver, Presley. That was an eight-play, 65-yard drive. Again, that was with 11 point. Or that was with 11 minutes, 56 seconds left to go before half. That tied it up at 16 apiece. Then we played almost 11 and a half minutes of football before they were able to score again as Centralia takes it in on a one-yard touchdown run by their starting quarterback in Gordon. That was a nine-play, 80-yard drive. That was with 18 seconds left before halftime, and that took us to the 22-16 to score, which is where we sit right now here at halftime. But as we talked, the... Uh, The troublesome thing now is that uh, Centralia was able to punch it in and they get the ball to start the second half. Yeah, Coach Conyers has got to make some defensive adjustments here for the Indians. We we talked about that two for one. Centralia is going to get the ball here. It is a a, a matter of this game, really, if Conyers can get a stop here. uh, Because if you extend this lead uh, another six to eight points, you're looking at an uphill climb. You're absolutely right on that. That's something that this defense has got to find a way to get the ball back, to stiffen up to get it back and give the offense a chance to uh, tie the ball game up and uh, or possibly take the lead if they could get their two-point conversion. But then that defense will be called on right again in order to uh, 
put up a stop or get the ball back and then give their offense a chance to have another crack at it. But the Indians, they know how to get the ball down the field. They know how to score. They're coming in averaging 43 points a game. And uh, for Centralia, they're averaging giving up 22.2 points a game is what they're allowing. And uh, as we flip the uh, sheet over for the Hallsville defense, they're only giving up 18 points a game, whereas for the Centralia Panthers, their offense is scoring 22.6 points a game. So really, uh, right now, I think the stats in favor of, uh, of Centralia kind of leaning, leaning towards them a little bit. Absolutely. You see Centralia's already matched their season average in terms of points, and we're only through the first half. You have to think that t- Coach Tyler Forsey is happy to see that. Yeah, absolutely. I think the uh, crowd, obviously, too, is is in it. The momentum definitely is hinging on the side of the Panthers. But, like we said, that's why you play four quarters. That's why you play two halves. Be whichever team can go in, make the adjustments they need to to come out here in the second half. Again, winner will go on to play in uh, the district championship game. The loser will be done and start looking at winter sports and uh, that's something you never, you don't want to do, but just comes a time for every team to do that. We do have some of the other area games as well going on that uh, we might take a look at. Yeah, the winner of this one is going to get the winner of California at Bowling Green. Uh, the Pintos are 7-3 and three on the year, while Bowling Green is 9-0 and oh on the season. Uh, in Class 3, District 5, Eldon traveling to Mexico tonight. Mexico, the top seed at 7-2, and two, Eldon at 4-6. and six. Uh, the other side of that bracket, the three-seeded Blair Oaks Falcons, 8-2 and two on the year. First time they've lost two games since 2014 in the regular season. That's how dominant that Falcons program has been. But they're on the road this, this evening at Boonville. Boonville beat them in the regular season. Both teams finished 8-2, and two, but Boonville gets the higher seed because of that head-to-head record. In Class 1, Harrisburg traveling to Fayette. Fayette, 9-1, top seed in Class 1, District 5. Harrisburg coming off a victory over Father Tolton. Uh, that game is at halftime right now. Class 4, Kirksville uh, is at Jefferson City. Jefferson City, the two seed in District 5, Class 4, and uh, hosting Kirksville tonight. Moving on to Class 5, District 4, Washington from Washington, Missouri, out of the St. Louis area at Helias tonight. Uh, the Crusaders are carrying an eight-game win streak into this one. And the lone Columbia team remaining, the Battle Spartans, uh, have traveled to Wentzville-Holt uh, to take on the undefeated Indians. There are definitely some good games that are happening across the state tonight. Ours here is another great game as well. It's not in favor of the uh, score like we would like it to be, but we've got a second half of action that uh, will be coming up momentarily. Again, see neither team. Well, as I say that, the Panthers come out. They've had their discussions and put in the changes they need to, have yet to see the Indians come back out. But we are going to take a quick break, and we'll get you set for the second half of action as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time and running out of some of your favorite makeup, fragrances, or skincare products? No need to worry. Avon representative Michelle Cartier has got you covered. Michelle can consult with you on the newest line of products as well as get those that have become your must-haves. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 from the comfort of your own home and have your order shipped directly to your front door. To see how Michelle can help you out, find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carti. Live beautifully with Avon. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. 
Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom. Using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market, anything can become a canvas. This state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Visit HanCustomLaserEngraving.myshopify.com or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business attention indians fans here's your chance to help the student athletes of hallsville by becoming a member of the hallsville athletic boosters your gifts help provide all hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford you can join the hallsville athletic boosters this season for as little as 25 dollars. membership is open to everyone interested in joining look them up on facebook by searching hallsville athletic boosters or email them at hallsville athletic boosters at gmail.com let's go indians Fans, when you attend a high school game, do you stand at attention during the national anthem? Do you cheer a good play by the opposing team? If your team loses, do you take it well in stride? If you have answered yes to any of those questions, you are showing positive examples of sportsmanship. Don't forget that when you attend high school events, young eyes are watching you for examples of acceptable behavior. By making a conscientious effort, you'll be helping our students grow into better citizens. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. It's perfect, right? Actually, we were thinking of Rome. I know an agent there. Look at this view. This place is unbelievable. It's beautiful. We've been looking at Jamaica. Uh -huh. I know an agent there. Welcome to Jamaica. We love, oh, it. love it. <laughs> but we're thinking about Tokyo. Mm -hmm. I know a guy. You know an agent too. It's Kathy Rush at Remax Jefferson City. Call her today at 573-761-3405. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform with a guarantee of 100% American-made products. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Well, both teams have finally made their way back out onto the field here. Lengthy conversation coming from the way of the Indians' locker room. Really kind of expect that with them trailing right now by a 22-16 to 16 score. But, you know, it's something that really they just need to come out and play Indians football. Yep, it's exactly what they need to do. And I... I, uh, I would love to have been a fly on the wall in that locker room to see what Coach Conyers is saying to his team right now. I have to imagine it's something along the lines of, hey, we're down right now, but we're not out of this game. Absolutely, and that's what we, you know, we kind of talked about that, that that's, that is a little scary from the standpoint of Centralia coming in, that, that they are the underdog and they have nothing to lose. 
that makes them a dangerous team. And so far we've seen that here in the first half because their season is on the line just as much as it is for Hallsville. Both their seasons are. But, you know, when you have nothing to lose, it sometimes lets you make some chances, take some chances that you wouldn't otherwise. And so far it's paying off for them. Yeah, Coach Conyers talked a lot about adversity. This team has faced adversity in the last three weeks, especially of the regular season. I think that week off may have helped them heal. I don't know if it helped them because it looks like they're a little sluggish right now on defense. But they have this second half here to make those adjustments, and like we said, they, they just need to come out and play their style of football. They need to put their drives together. This defense we know is a lights-out defense, is, is just one that knows how to get turnovers right now. They sit, and there's been no turnovers in our ballgame so far, but they sit as a team. They sit on a plus-four mark. Find it here in my stats. Sorry, a plus-eight mark on the season for the turnover margin, the turnover battle, a negative-four mark for the Panthers. So this defense knows how to get the football back. They just need to try to do this here in the second half. So they will have it teed up as handling the kicking duties is Orsalins. He's got it teed up. Sorry, Orsalins, no S on the end. He'll kick it. will be taken at the 20 by one of the up men. He's working up the middle now, taking it to the far side. He'll be cut down after about a 10-yard return or so. I believe that was Jesse Cabrero taking it. Yeah, we talked about that turnover margin. No turnovers in the first half. You have to think that a big turnover here for the Indians' defense would have a huge swing in this game. It absolutely would be. This would, I would say, at least up to this point in the game, this would be as big as opportunity, as big a time for them to get a turnover here as they will set up shop. Do the Panthers on the 30-yard line. They lead 22-16. to 16. Gordon hasn't mishandled. Ball's on the ground just like that. The Eagles come, the Indians rather, come up with it. So they were listening to us for sure as they come up with a loose ball. That now could be the game changer right there. That is a huge swing in momentum. As Centralia has the ball there, they have a chance to extend this to a two-score lead. A bad snap goes off of Gordon's hands, and we just talked about it. That turnover is huge for the Indians' defense. Well, it got everybody excited here, got me excited. I apologize for calling the Eagles. We covered Southern Moon all season long, so trying to make sure I use the right moniker, but they got the turnover nonetheless, so that will set them up at their own, at the 26-yard line, rather, as Cobb will keep it on the far side. He's got a little pep in his step. He's got five yards. He'll have close to seven or eight before he's thrown down. Yeah, just a design quarterback run there, a, real, a sprint out to the far side of the field. A lot of room there. They pulled the guard, had a nice blocking brigade there in the front, and, and, and Cobb goes for an easy seven, eight yards. Yeah, he made that look easy. Had, as you said, the ushering squad in front of him. He picks up seven yards, bring up second, and we'll say three. He'll have a receiver on either side. Now he'll set off Fowler in his right hip pocket. He will keep it himself, taking it up the middle. He's got the first down plus a few more yards. That's exactly what they want to do here. Take the opportunity and score on this turnover, make the most of it. Yeah, they're running really nice zone blocking schemes, not asking their offensive linemen to do too much. Right, they're just asking them to do exactly what they need to do, do their jobs, execute, do what they know how to do. So Cobb will give it as quickly through there is Hobbs, and he'll have short yardage. Didn't look like a ton there. Not sure if he would have been better off keeping it. Looked like he had pressure in his face. Probably the reason he handed the ball off. Yeah, I don't think either 
option was super positive, but he's got to make one decision or the other. That house quickly closing down on him, so they'll have a second and long as uh, might be a good time to air it out. They do not as they will pitch it off to Hobbs. He's got the 10. He's going to be down near the 5, but a flag coming in in a big no-no zone. So anytime we see a flag in that area, almost expect it to be on the offense. Looks like it might be a hold or a block in the back. We saw someone coming in from the Hallsville side. Looked like they may caught him on, on that uh, blind side block. It is going to be a holding call, so we'll back him up here. Five penalties now for Hallsville, just two for Centralia. That is a tough break because he had the first down and would have set up a first and goal right about the five-yard line. Yeah, you saw Austin. You talked about a, a chance to air it out. Austin was one-on-one -on, -one on the near side. They, they ran his way but didn't get him involved in the action. Yeah, that's a matchup I like every day, all day long. So will now be a second and 19 ball at the 24-yard line. Cobb will be in shotgun again, has a receiver on either side. He'll get the shotgun snap, looking far side. He's still looking. He's going to throw it up and off the hands, and it's going to be intercepted and goes back in favor of the Panthers. What a massive momentum swing here in just the first two minutes of the second half. We talked about that critical turnover that the Indians defense got. The Panthers defense picked up their offense and got a tipped ball interception there. Yeah, pass was thrown a little bit behind the receiver. Gets tipped up and comes down into the Panthers' hands. So now they have it at their own 15-yard line. So they are able to dodge a bullet after they fumble it. On the first play of the second half, they fumble it, recovered by Hallsville. So now we'll see if we can... Send some positive vibes to the Indians again. It'd be another great time for them to give another turnover back <laughs> to Hallsville. So keeping it himself is Gordon. He's got five yards. Still on his feet. Got the first down. Bowls over a couple of Indians across the 25 down near the 30. He's a tough guy to bring down. Low center of gravity. Really moves well for a guy his size. Yeah, he's like a bowling ball back there. Just bounces off whatever is put in front of him and keeps on going as he goes down at the 29-yard line again. The Panthers leading 22-16. to 16. They have the momentum here after they fumbled it on the first play of the second half, but then they get it back a few plays later, five plays to be exact, as they get an interception. So we'll bring up a first and ten as Gordon will get the shotgun snap. Two receivers here on the near side. He'll give it off to Wilkerson. He's got short yardage. Ball, thought squirted out, but that was just somebody's arm, so he'll pick up about five yards. Yeah, nice gain there for Wilkerson on first down. Putting themselves into second and medium is, is what the Centralia offense wants to do over and over and over again. One of the uh, big hogs up front is going to have to come out for the Indians as jogging off. That's Mitchell Simmerman. And not a guy that the Indians defense wants to lose. Big there up the middle, 6'2", 275. Uh, not, not a good loss for this Indians defense that already has struggled a little bit through the first half. So they're going to attend to him on the sidelines as he come off. Looks like maybe a hamstring or lower leg issue as they'll give it off to Wilkerson. He's got the first down. He's got 10 yards. He'll be spun around and taken down just shy of midfield. Really quick scat back it almost looks like. And we got a flag in the middle of the play here. So we're probably going to have a personal foul most likely. We'll check to see before we do anything what that is. Uh, will be 
the call. So some extracurricular activity on the way of the Indians. To me, that says frustration. That's frustration of a 22-point half against your defense, and all of a sudden, a Panthers team that is driving. You're exactly right on that. That's exactly what I had in mind. So coming back in will be Mitchell Simmerman. So he's got his issue wrapped up. Looked like there's just maybe a little tweak on the lower leg, but they've got that issue taken care of and under control. So it'll be a new set of downs. 9-13 left to go in this third quarter. New set of downs for Centralia. They lead 22-16. Gordon will be in shotgun. He'll get the snap. Wilkerson takes it up the middle. He's going to be cut down after a couple yards. Defense quickly on him. Yeah, two-yard gain there on first down. That's what the Hallsville offense, or defense excuse me, wants to do. They want to limit that first down play and put Centralia into a tougher spot on second and third. So ball just across the 35-yard line. As again, Centralia leads 22-16 clock, rolling at 8.42 and counting here in this third quarter. Winner moves on to play in the district championship game. Loser, their season is done for the year. Gordon will get the snap. He'll keep it himself. He's met in the backfield. He's going to fall forward to the line of scrimmage, but he will get no gain. Amazing that Gordon got back to the line of scrimmage there. That could have easily been a two- or three-yard loss, but that low center of gravity, that bowling ball-esque you talked about earlier, he's able to just fall forward to limit the damage there on second down. Now he was met about two, two-and-a-half yards in the backfield, but falls forward to that original line of scrimmage. Now this defense being called upon again as it's third and eight. Here, ball on the 35-yard line. Again, going left to right on your media center or your Show Me Sports Network app, however you're listening to tonight's game. Gordon will be in shotgun again. He'll get the snap, dropping back, looking near side. Now he's going to be rushed out of the pocket. He's got some pressure. He's going to throw it up for grabs and just threw it outside of everybody, but that's what you got to do when you got four or five of those gold jerseys breathing down your neck. Yeah, pretty smart play there by Gordon. Not taking too much of a risk, throwing a ball out of the reach of anyone, and that includes his own players. Not the worst thing that could have happened. So this will bring up a fourth and eight. Clock stopped, 742 left in this third quarter with that incomplete pass. Be interesting to see what the, the Panthers' offense does here. On their, on their opponent's 35-yard line, you think maybe they go for it, but it's also fourth and long. I agree. It, it's a tough decision, I think, as play clock will be under 10 when they break the huddle here. Play clock again winding down. The crowd comes alive, looking downfield. Pass off complete at the 20. Move the chains. That pass was caught and moves forward. That pass caught by Jesse Shannon. So he picks up the first down. Gutsy play call, but worked out for him. Yeah, we've called Shannon's name a couple of times tonight. Looks like a favorite there of Gordon. And that was cool, calm, and collected from the Panthers quarterback. The ball will be spotted at the 19-yard line. So he picks up seven. He picks up nine yards, rather. Moves the chains. Clock under 7.20 to go in this third quarter. Lead in favor of Centralia. They'll... Fake the jet sweeps, keeping it as Gordon. He'll pick up very short yardage, maybe a yard or two at the most. Yeah, we see that 3-3 that three, three stack defense, single high safety, knows that Gordon's probably not going to beat them over the top with his arm, really focused on limiting his ability as a rusher. The ball will be spotted on the 18-yard line, so it'll be a second and long. Again, clock rolling under 6.50 to go here in this third quarter. Centralia leading 22-16. 
Hallsville, the number one seed. The Panthers, the number five seed. So they're looking to have an upset here in the semifinals round. Gordon will take the snap. He'll give it up to Wilkerson. He's across the 15. He'll be tripped up there. So he'll pick up about six, seven yards or so. Looked like the Indians had a chance to strip the ball there. And looks like Wilkerson almost lost it. He was able to hold on there directly up the middle for a, a, a good gain there on second down. So he does. Well, he doesn't get as good a spot as I thought he did. I thought he picked up about six yards. They say he actually only picked up about four or so. So to bring up a third and four now. And unofficially, I've got Centralia at five for eight on third downs. This will be their ninth third down. Gordon will get the shotgun snap. He'll give it to Wilkerson. He's trying to work the near side. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. He's going to be in there for the 13-yard touchdown run. Got to get a, a lot of credit there to number 76, Peyton Mabry. You don't see the offensive lineman getting the glory a lot. He was able to pull on a kickout block there, sealed the edge for Wilkerson, and he walks right into the end zone untouched. A demoralizing touchdown there for the Indians. They've got to have a response here on offense. So they take it from 13 yards out. They will go for two-point conversion here. They lead now at 28-16. to 16. They've had the last three touchdowns have been their way. So they'll send one in motion as Gordon will wait till he clears traffic. He will look to the far side and pass knocked down, and it's incomplete. So nice job of the defense to come up and get a stop on that two-point conversion. However, Centralia now leads 28-16 to with 5.46 left to go here in this third quarter. We're going to pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Whether it's balls and strikes, fouls or flags, your referees and game officials are a vital part of high school athletics. If you've ever tried your hand at officiating, you know how hard these men and women work, and you certainly know that they would never miss a call intentionally. Keep these things in mind as you attend sporting events. After all, respecting officials and authority figures is one of the most valuable lessons that we can teach our students. This message has been brought to you by your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association. Yeah, the halftime lead added to as it's now a 28-16 lead in favor of Centralia as they will tee it up. And a high sidewinding kick will be taken at the 15 as working it upfield across the 20 at the 25. Still on his feet, the return man gets near the 30 as returning that was Ben Boyle. That's where a special teams play could really spring one for the Hallsville offense and their defense. You know, it, it kind of helps there. It gets their defense a breather. Hopefully their offense can go on a, a long touchdown drive here to give the defense the break that they so badly need right now. So they will set up on the 30-yard line. Hallsville will have it on their own 30-yard line as they've got 540 left to go here in this third quarter. As Cobb will get it, he'll keep it himself straight up the middle. He does a nice job pushing the pile. Second, third effort gets him five, six, seven yards or so. That's the bread and butter of this offense. Simple, easy, effective runs for good yardage on first down. The Indians really have to find a way to put some points on the board as they are not feeling the momentum right now. It's all in favor of the Panthers. So Cobb will direct a little traffic back behind him. They'll give it off. As quickly upfield with it is Hobbs. 
He'll have the first down. He's still on his feet. He's got about 10 yards before he's wrestled down. It took almost the entire Panthers defense to throw him down at the 45. Yeah, Hobbs kept his legs churning right there. Able to get an extra four or five yards just by keeping that those those feet moving. So ball, nose of the football, touching the 40. Well, they knew I was talking about it because they moved it from the 45 <laughs> to now the end of the football. The back half of the football is touching the 45-yard line. So guess the officials are enjoying tonight's broadcast too, I think. So that will be a new set of downs, though. Two receivers, far side, one near side. Cobble taking himself straight up the middle. Nice move. He's got five. Teddy's off to the race. He's at the 40, the 30, the 20. He's got one man to make. Makes him miss into the end zone for a touchdown. He takes it 55 yards to the house. We'll check no flags on the field. So that is a shot in the arm they needed. Absolutely. Exactly what this Hallsville team needed right now. Kind of felt like they were down and out. All of a sudden, six-point ball game. And, and, and Tiger Cobb right there. He had one man to beat. Didn't look like he was going to beat him. Put a little juke move on. Made a guy miss. Ankles broken. Touchdown house. That is a play that they will watch. And if you're Centralia, you say, what just happened? Because you're right. Your free safety there just came back with broken ankles. Cobble fake the pitch off. Keeping himself up the middle for the two-point conversion. We have got a new ball game. As that lead has been cut down to four points. Centralia leads 28-24. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Biblical Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment for more than 15 years. Located in Jefferson City, Riverwalk Christian Academy offers kinder prep through sixth grade that prepares students to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students, with the student body comprised of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include three and five full-day sessions, with kindergarten offering half-day and full-day programs. To find out more about Riverwalk Christian Academy, call them at 573-634-3983. Uh, just like that, we've got a new ball game as Orshelin will have it teed up for the Indians as now that momentum has definitely swung back in favor of the Indians as it'll be taken about the 22-yard line by one of the upmen. It'll be across the 30. He's going to be down around the 35-yard line. Like I said, just like that, we have a new ball game here as it was quite a differential at one point going into halftime. It was a... 22 to 16 score then it was a 28 to 16 score now it's a 28 to 24 score in favor of the Panthers kind of felt like the the Indians were a little bit down and out in this one all of a sudden brand new ball game four points here in the third quarter so Gordon will lead his troops to the line as he'll have twin receivers far side one on the near side actually two they have a wing there they'll give it off to Wilkerson he stutter steps in the backfield he's going to be taken down that is not what you want to see from your running back when he starts chopping his feet. Yeah, DJ Larkin there, the sophomore, or excuse me, pardon me, the junior, six foot three, 230 there on the Hallsville line. Absolutely met him in the backfield. He had his lunch and his breakfast for tomorrow as well. So that gives it a second and 11, second and long now. As again... Centralia leading 28-24. 
3.53 left here in this third quarter. Gordon will be in shotgun again. He'll send Wilkinson in motion. He'll get it on the jet sweep end around. Nothing doing there. He'll lose several yards now even more, but forward progress will give him a loss of about three. Yeah, right back in on that play was Larkin. He's made a couple of nice plays here in a row. The junior really stepping up for this Hallsville defense. So the defense coming alive again. It'll be a third and long now as this has really been the shot in the arm. They fired up that they needed. You see the coaches are fired up. The players are fired up. The fans are fired up. Front rows fired up. Everybody on this side of the field is feeling it now as the momentum has come back to Hallsville. They do trail by four, but third down here. Here the fans start to rally up. As third and long, Gordon will be in shotgun. He'll get the snap. He'll fake the handoff looking downfield and hit his receiver. Did they say he caught it? They say he did. It was a third and 13, picks up 15 yards on the play. That's a massive conversion for the Panthers. Everything felt like it was going the Indians' way. And you see one of the Indians' linebackers frustrated right here with the coverage on that play. He went 15 yards and stopped. You knew ex He knew exactly where he needed to be on that field for the first down. You see that a lot of times, especially in high school football, where the receiver runs to the stick and stops. He went another yard and a half past that. But it does give him a new set of downs. Ball on the 48-yard line. They'll send a receiver in motion. As Gordon will go on the near side, he'll make the pitch off to Wilkerson. He is tripped up, but his forward momentum and progress carries him about another four yards. Yeah, that was Tiger Cobb that tripped him up. Wilkerson might have had, might have seen that light of day. Luckily, Cobb was able to get a hand in there and uh, stop the play. So we'll bring up a second and five. Ball spotted at the 46-yard line. They have to get... They'll well, say second and four, actually. They've got to get to the 42-yard line to pick up a new set of downs. Game clock rolling. Near two minutes to go here in this third quarter. It's a 28-24 score in favor of the Panthers over the Indians. Gordon will keep it himself. He'll take it up the middle. He'll maybe get a yard, two yards before he is pushed back. Again, Larkin there in on the play and on the stop. He's one that seems to be a catalyst right now for this defense. Huge third down here. He knows how to find the ball. He knows how to find it quickly. So we'll bring up a third and two now. As again, the Panthers trying to keep this drive alive. They started at their own 36-yard line. They picked up a couple of first downs along the way. So third and two now. They'll split five wide receivers, two on the far side, three here on the near side. Gordon will... Fake it, now he'll take it up the middle. He's got the first down and more. He picks up about five yards. Pretty much knew that was coming as uh, he just took a quick look over here on the near side before he used his jets upfield. Yeah, that's a nice play design. They faked the, the pass there to Wilkerson. Had the running back split out on the near side of the field here. Faked the pass. Gordon design run up the middle all the way, all day, every day, five yards. We're under a minute to go here in this third quarter of play. As it is a 28-24 score. So they'll break the huddle here. Two wide receivers on the far side, plus a wing over there. As they'll hand it off to Wilkerson. Straight up the middle. Spun around. Still on his feet. He's going to break it here in the near side at the 30. He'll be down inside the 20. He was headed the wrong direction, but somehow find a way to pick up 17 yards. Yeah, that's Tiger Cobb, the quarterback. 
just smacked his own helmet. He knows he had a tackle for loss there. Somehow Wilkerson spins out of that pile and picks up 17. Huge play there for the Panthers. He was dead to rights, going the wrong direction, but found his feet, was able to get upfield and take it for 17 yards, pick up a new set of downs. About four seconds difference on the play clock and game clock, so they will have to run one play here. As Centralia leads 28-24 in the waning seconds here of the third quarter. They'll load up on the far side. Now they'll fake it. Up the middle is Gordon. He's at the 15, still on his feet at the 10, spun around. He's going to be down near the 5. He'll have a new set of downs. Yeah, that third and 13 they converted earlier now seems very monumental for this game. They will wind the clock. And that should take us to the end of the third quarter of play, which it does. After three quarters of play, Centralia 28, Hallsville 24. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. As a former veteran, for two years I tried to get my disability and nothing worked. Then I called Wes Swinigan, and he got the results that I really needed. I hear stories like this all the time where people are overwhelmed with the system. As a former Social Security attorney, I will help you get the benefits that you deserve. Russ Swanigan lives and works in mid-Missouri, and he's here to help you. The help you deserve for the benefits you've earned. The law offices of Russ Swanigan. We will walk all the way down to the other end of the field. As the scoreboard says, 12 minutes remain in regulation here in this Class 2 District 6 semifinals game. As one of these teams is 12 minutes away from advancing to the championship game, the other team has their season come to an end. Be quite honest with you, Blake, I didn't expect this score, but you know, that that's what they say. That's why you play the game. You're absolutely right on that. So it'll be first and goal at the eight-yard line. As Centralia knocking on the door yet again, they have a four-point lead. Gordon will have it. He's working the far side, cuts it up the middle, still on his feet. And he's going to be shy, but... It wouldn't have mattered because there is a flag down, and again, that's in that neck of the woods where we really expect to have a holding call. Have to think that's what's coming here. Looks like the uh, Panthers' offense knows what's coming, and they're taking a, a hike back down towards the opposite end of the field. So that is the call. Here the front line saying you can't do that. Front row, rather, I should say. So they will back him up here. So good break there for the Indians. Just played five seconds into this final quarter of play. It'll be first and goal now at the 17-yard line. Gordon will have two receivers near side, one on the far side. He'll fake it to Wilkerson. He'll take it up the middle. Still in the second, third wave of the defense as he's inside the 10 before he's uprooted. He refuses to go down. He gets those 10 yards right back. They're back in this drive. You know, it was first and goal from the 17. All of a sudden, it's first and goal from the 8 or 9 yard line. 
Or second and goal, pardon me. He does a nice job of picking up positive yards. Again, gets into that second and third wave of the defense before he is taken down. So we'll bring up a second and goal at the eight-yard line. Again, 28-24 to 24 your score. Centralia leading over Hallsville in this semifinals game. They'll send a receiver in motion here to the near side. Rolling with it is Gordon. He's going to be across the five-yard line down near the goal line, but another flag comes in, so we'll see what that is. Again, neck of the woods, probably going to be a holding call. Looks like the Indians pointing in the direction of the Panthers, but we'll have to wait and see. So it will be a holding call. So back-to-back holding calls. Well, no, it was holding call, play, holding call. So they will get backed up as twice in this goal line series they have had holding calls. So now it'll be second and goal at the 15. That's what really stalls drives. Penalties stop drives. And you're seeing it right now. It, you know, they could have given up a touchdown at this point, but they haven't because of those two holding calls. So 10-57 and counting on the clock. Four-point game. It's 28-24 in favor of Centralia. They'll split two receivers near side, three on the far side. Gordon will be in shotgun. He'll get the snap, has some pressure. He's going to step up in the pocket. He's going to throw it offline. He had the pressure, and he threw it offline to his wide receiver who was had the defender beat, I would say, almost wide open. Yeah, Caden Dunn, the sophomore, was wide open. That's a tough play for a left-handed quarterback, though. Gordon moving to his right, having to throw across his body to Dunn on a slant route. Not an easy completion. Can understand why that one you know, didn't, didn't hit. Uh, done right in the chest. That is one, though, that they will watch in their film sessions, and it'll give your coach gray hairs as he was wide open and would have not been in the end zone most likely, but it would have made it, I think, down inside the near the five-yard line. So, again, five wide receivers are going to spread it out. Rolling to the far side is Gordon. Man-to-man coverage. He's going to throw back to the near side. Wide open receiver. Bobbles it, but he's going to come down with it. Somehow he was able to regain his composure and catch it. That is Noah Brooks. He was wide open, busted coverage there as that goes as a 15-yard touchdown pass. He was so wide open that he nearly dropped the pass. He, that, that, that has no explanation. He's the wide receiver on the near side of the field. They roll out to the right. They roll Gordon out to the far side of the field, and all of a sudden he is sitting by himself, nobody within 10 yards. You saw the defense. Somebody was trying to get the attention of the coaching staff to say, we've got a man uncovered. And they could not get that done in time and give up the wide-open 15-yard touchdown run. Gordon, or pass, rather. Gordon has some pressure. He's going to have to step up. He's going to be make one man miss. Throw it to the corner of the end zone again. That one caught for the two-point conversion in the corner of the end zone. Gordon putting on a clinic here, moving around in the pocket, avoiding some of that contact. And a beautiful throw on, on a two-point conversion. That pass was caught by Caden Dunn. So that now puts that lead at 36-24. to 24. Centralia over Hallsville with 10.34 left here in this final quarter. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Tonight's game is not only a competitive contest between these two schools, but it's also an educational experience for the students involved. Because high school activities are about learning life values, your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association remind everyone to do their part in keeping our hometown sports a positive experience for everyone. When you attend your next game, do your part to help rekindle the spirit of citizenship by showing good sportsmanship. You'll be teaching a positive lesson, and you'll be preserving a proud tradition in the state of Missouri. These two teams matching each other drive for drive, it seems. Momentum was in favor of Hallsville. Now it's gone back to Centralia. Will be taken at about the 12-yard line by the return man. He's working to the far side, trying to get over there, trying to get the corner. He'll be shoved out of bounds near the 40-yard line. Yeah, I saw something when the Hallsville defense was coming off the field. Number 71, Mitchell Simmerman, we've said his name a couple of times here, was visibly frustrated with the officials. Felt like he was getting held on that two-point conversion play. When he gets over to the sideline, who comes up to him? Number four, Tiger Cobb, the leader of this team. Gets in Simmerman's face and tells him, I'm assuming something along the lines of, hey, we've got this. I've got the game in my hands. We're going to go down the field and we're going to score. So that will change the possession here as it'll be ball on the 36-yard line. They'll give it straight up the middle. Nice job of Hobbs to get through. He'll be near the first down marker. Yeah, if that tackle's not made by the Panthers. Hobbs is going to the races. He had a lot of room here on the near side if he could have broken that one. Hobbs continuing to add to his season total. As ball just across the 45-yard line, it'll be second and very short. Keeping it is Tiger Cobb. He will have a couple yards, does a nice job to stiff arm, work through traffic. He'll pick up three or four more yards on that, but he takes a big shot at the end of that play. Yeah, that was very patient running by Cobb. He knew he had a blocker out front. He knew that he needed to let those blocks get set and then found that hole. Yeah, he steps around the traffic. He tight ropes through there and picks up enough to move the chains and a few more. So ball just shy of midfield. Cobb will have a receiver on either side. He'll give it straight up the middle to Hobbs. He's got four or five yards. He'll fall forward for a couple more. And there's going to be another frustration, a late flag, a late hit, as that one was pretty easy to see one of the Indians just through. One of the Panthers down. However, we've got an Indian that is down on the field Looks in like some pain. Zimmerman. He is going to get up and walk off under his own power. But we saw him leave earlier in the game. Had uh, had a lower leg injury. Looks like it is the same case there. Really thought from that first go, we don't want to speculate on things. Really thought the first time he came out, it looked like it was maybe a hamstring issue. Like his hamstring cramped up. It is a very cool night, so we don't typically see those on these cool nights. Yeah, it looked like a little bit of frustration there, boiling over from that two-point conversion. Simmerman, again, assuming was the uh, personal foul that just got called on the Indians. I don't know if it was him or not, but it was, I will say, not condoning it, but it was a great suplex. <laughs> it was just after the play, and it was, I guess, unwarranted. <laughs> yeah, we are not playing... <laughs> Uh, in, in the uh, WWE right now, we are playing high school football. So that penalty backs them up. So it will end up being a first and 17 now. So they do keep some of the yardage. But it will bring up first and 17. 
There'll be two receivers stacked up, one behind the other on the far side, a wing and a tight end here on the near side. Cobb will get it. He'll hand it off. As Hobbs has it, he's got five yards or so, and then he'll be tripped up. So he'll get close to the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, and Coach Conyers knows that he's got a quick strike offense. But you see this clock starting to wind down, getting close to nine minutes left in this game. It's still a two-possession ball game, so they've got to get a stop and get the ball back if they want to win this game. 12-point lead right now in favor of Centralia as they lead 36-24 to here in this fourth quarter. Two receivers far side, one near side. Cobb dropping back, looking for Austin. Throws it on the money at the 40. He ran just enough to get the first down. And a late flag comes in, so I think that's going to be for a late hit. I was actually checking where he was at on the field, so I think he's going to get, he has the first down. He needed 11 yards, picked up 12, and I think he's going to have 15 more. Yeah, it looked like Ethan Adams there for the Panthers held on just a little bit too long, gave an extra little shove, and the ref was standing right there, going to see that every single time. Again, smart heads-up play there by A.J. Austin to run. A yard past where the where the uh, first down marker is to pick up when he caught it. They move the chains, get an extra few yards because of the penalty. So now they're back in striking distance as the ball will be on the 25-yard line. 8.54 left to go here in regulation. They trail 36-24 to to the Panthers of Centralia. Austin will be in motion over to the far side. They'll have twin receivers near side, one far side, looking on the far side to Austin, throwing it where he's got it. He's three or four yards short. He'll spin around, still on his feet, making men miss. He'll pick up about eight yards. Yeah, that's a really nice route there by Austin. It's a simple out route. Cobb hits him in stride. He does what I call the Travis Kelsey move. He puts on the brakes, goes back up the field. You see the tight end for the Chiefs do it all the time. Austin just did exactly that. So to bring up a second and three now. Again, clock rolling under eight and a half. Cobb will keep it himself straight up the middle on a delayed run. He'll have it inside the 15. They'll move the chains. Again, simple, easy, Tiger Cobb right up the middle, first down. Design quarterback keeper all the way there as he will take it inside the 15. They'll spot it at the 14, first and 10 from there. Again, clock nearing eight to go here in the ballgame. Indians trail by 12. The quick pass off on a screen pass to A.J. Austin. He's at the 10. He's going to be tripped up there. He'll pick up about six yards. Looked like he had a bevy of blockers, but didn't seem to be able to find that hole. The, those blocks didn't get out to the outside where Austin decided to go, and, and, and it felt like that could have maybe gone for more yardage. And decide to split it out instead of take it in. So we'll bring up a second and three now. As Cobble keeping himself, there's a flag. And we got the play stop so that's never good for your offense looks like they weren't completely set oh no well, well they're gonna say it was an illegal player as they wisely got to the line quickly and tried to sub in late was Centralia so they had an illegal substitution so unfortunately they couldn't run that play because I think Cobb would have had a chance to get into the end zone absolutely and you've seen Austin here on this drive they're going to him more when you have a guy like that on the edge, you've got to get the ball in his hands. And they've done that. Coach Conyers deserves credit on this drive. So they're going to have an official's timeout. Not sure what they're discussing. Oh, they're going to measure it. Okay, so we'll see what they come up with here. I marked it down already as a first down, so I can't unmark it because it wrote in pin. So <laughs> I just need to give them the first down. 
So they are going to say it is third down. So they were, it didn't look like they were short by much. Rather, sorry, second and one. So we'll be a second and one now. Ball at the 40-yard line. So Cobb will have trip receivers here on the far side. Low snap. He'll take it himself. Fake the pitch. Go up the middle. Trying to fall forward. Say he is just shy of the goal line, but it is a new set of downs. Yeah, good misdirection there by the Indians. Had three wide receivers on the near side, then decided to go to the far side of the field where they didn't have anyone split out wide. Oh, one receiver far side, one near side. They'll hand it off straight up the middle, trying to work through. He's going to be in there for a touchdown as Hobbs takes it from one yard out. Now they'll go for two. And all of a sudden, the Indians right back in this game. Now we're going to have to rely on their defense to get a stop. So Hobbs takes it from one yard out after they drive down the field 64 yards. They will go for two here. Clock stopped, seven 28 left to go in the fourth quarter. So they will have trip wide receivers will send Austin across the play to the far side. Cobb will get the snap looking for the corner of the end zone. And off, in, off the hands might have been tipped by the defender. So the two-point conversion is no good. That makes it a six-point lead at 36-30 in favor of Centralia with 7.28 left to go here in the ballgame. We're going to pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. There are things in life you should do. Always say please and thank you. Always get a good night's rest and always take care of your teeth. After all, you're only given one set of permanent teeth to last you a lifetime. Southwest Dental Care is always the place to go for the highest quality dental care. They offer comprehensive general and cosmetic dentistry services for all patients of all ages. Their experienced and compassionate team is there to help you achieve lifelong oral health and a stunning smile. To find out more about Southwest Dental Care, call them at 573-634-4909 or visit southwestdentalcarejc.com. To get the best smile in town, you mustache to Southwest Dental Care. Ball will be teed up, and we're going to have whistles and stoppage of play. Looks like they're going to call a false start on the kicking team. You don't see that one often. You know, I, I, I agree. We don't see it that often, but I've seen that a lot this, this year, it seems. <laughs> Somebody ready to make a play downfield just got a little antsy and got across before the ball was kicked. Hope we are enjoying tonight's broadcast here on the Show Me Sports Network. Blake Gazaway here with you, joined by Patterson Fallis. As we bring you the live play-by-play coverage here of this Class 2 District 6 Semifinals round. Right now it's in favor of Centralia at 36 to 30. Orsland has a nice end over end kick. Will be taken. Dropped though at the 25. The Upman had to go back and get it. He's going to be surrounded there as he'll get just shy of the 35 yard line. Yeah, that one could have been disastrous. Luckily, the the uh, Hallsville Indians were far enough away that that fumble there didn't really matter. But it did stop his forward progress, his forward momentum, so he had to go back and get that. Ball spotted on the 34-yard line of the Panthers. Hopefully you're enjoying tonight's broadcast again. 
here on the Show Me Sports Network. If you haven't done so, we'd appreciate the support on Facebook. So Bowling Green is laying it on California, 65-14 right now. That is maybe not a surprise that they're leading, but a surprise by a score of that much. Yeah, absolutely. Bowling Green undefeated on the year and showing it. So that quarterback keeper by Gordon up the middle. He picks up about five yards or so and bring up a second and five. E.J. Larkin in on the tackle. He's been a name that we have seen all over the field tonight for the Indians. Yeah, a lot of these guys go two ways. You see the the uh, star wide receiver, Austin, playing that deep safety role. You've seen Tyre Cobb in that hybrid uh, linebacker, defensive back role. A lot of these guys go both ways. So we'll be a second and five now. Gordon will have two receivers here on the near side, one up top on the far side. They're going right to left. Wilkerson will have it. Trying to be patient, but taking down in the backfield. They'll say he was lucky to get to the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, that's Jack March. He's a senior. Doesn't want his season to end right here, right now. Playing like it. This brings up a third down now. This will be a third and five. Again, the defense has to find a way to get the ball back here. They're down six at 36 to 30. Clock rolling 6.07 left here in regulation. Again, that's what's left in one of these two teams' season. The other one goes on to the district championship game. So third and five, Gordon has two receivers near side, one up top on the far side. He'll keep it himself, does a nice move through, gets to the second wave. He'll pick up seven yards, move the chains. A beautiful play there by Gordon. Wilkerson was his read on that play. Wilkerson actually got tackled by two Indians defenders. Gordon had that ball just sneak right out of Wilkerson's uh, belly there and, and picked up seven for a massive first down in this game. So ball on the 47-yard line. New set of downs unofficially. I have that as the 18th first down of the ball game for the Panthers. They'll break the huddle here. Again, working right to left on your media center or your Show Me Sports Network app. Gordon will take the shotgun snap. He'll fake the handoff, keeping himself. He's met at the line of scrimmage and thrown back. Yeah, that's March again. Combined tackle there with, with Hobbs. The running back for this Indians uh, offense, both of those guys showing they still want to be here. They still want to be in this game as we near five minutes remaining here in this fourth quarter. They do say he gained about a half yard, so he does get a little bit of forward progress, but not much. It'll be second and very long. Again, six-point ball game, under five to go here as Centralia leads over Hallsville. Hallsville coming in undefeated on the season. I mean, that perfect 9-0 and record. So we'll be second and long. Defense showing a little pressure. Gordon will be in shotgun, having two receivers either way. He'll keep it himself. He's met at the line of scrimmage and thrown back again. Nowhere for him to go with it. Yeah, they tried to run that counter play. The Hallsville defense was all over it, swarming to the football right now. So He cannot gain much. They say he actually gained nothing. And we'll have a timeout called as Hallsville will take a timeout with 4.29 left to go. That is their first timeout of the second half. First timeout for either team of the second half. This game has lived up to what it could be. We saw these two teams match up in week two. It was a wide margin, a 46-12 score in favor of Hallsville. Both these two teams, we've talked about it a few times, much improved, much more experience. We're seeing that tonight. Yeah, this is a highly competitive matchup compared to what we got in game number one. 
And, and both of these coaches acknowledged that before this game. They knew that either te- that both teams rather have, have really stepped up their game since they last saw each other. The clock stopped, 429 left to go here in this final quarter. 36 to 30 is your score in favor of Centralia. Centralia was victorious last week as they beat Montgomery County by a final of 26 to 8. That was in the quarterfinals round of districts in this class two district six action, of course. For the Panthers, they come in finishing second place in their conference, the Clarence Cannon Conference. And for Hallsville, they won the Tri-Counties Conference. They were the champions. Their first championship in school history. So history was made last uh, two weeks ago, rather. Gordon will have it third and long. He will get the snap handed off to Wilkerson straight up the middle. He's got six, seven yards. Thought he was going to bust it for a moment, but he was hemmed in quickly. That play call right there tells me that they were going to go for for this fourth down no matter what here. It, it seems to me like you don't run that play unless you know that you have got a second play behind it. You run that play hoping to get it to fourth and manageable. Now they've got fourth and six here. Massive play in this one. So we will be a fourth and six as ball on the 48-yard line. They'll split off two receivers here on the near side, one on the far side. Gordon looks like he's going to drop back to at least maybe punt it, and he will. Nice spiraling punt. He's going to bounce at the 20, and it'll check up and take a couple bounces forward, then go back and be down at uh, about the 19 and three-quarters yard line. You know, I'm surprised, but that's the objectively very smart play there. You need Hallsville to go 80 yards here uh, to score a touchdown. Smart play by the, uh, the Panthers. Well, we know that they have the capability to take it downfield as their last drive. They were very impressive. They scored. It was a nine-play, 64-yard drive they were able to score on. Drive before that, it was a three-play, 70-yard drive. So they will break the huddle here. They'll have receivers. It's set here in just a moment. They'll have a wing and a receiver on the far side plus a tight end. One here on the near side. They'll fake the handoff. Cobb trips it, gets up. A second effort will pick up a couple yards. That looked very dangerous as he slipped, but he was able to pick up positive yardage. Yeah, that one uh, didn't have much of a chance from the start. Looked like they had a nice blocking scheme there. Looked like they were able to pull that tight end in that wing that you were talking about. Nothing uh, really going with uh, Cobb slipping out of the backfield. So they'll split off now. Two receivers here on the near side. They go left to right on your media center or your Show Me Sports Network app. Have a wing on the far side, one back in the backfield. Now they'll rearrange Hobbs to the left hip pocket. They'll throw a screen pass off to A.J. Austin. He waits for traffic, but it's blown up as he gets across the 25. Quickly in there to make a tackle was the defense. Yeah, and who else but Bo Gordon. Bo Gordon, the one in there making the tackle. We talked about two-way players, especially at this Class two level. You see a lot of these guys going both ways, offense and defense. Big third down here. He had some help there, had some blockers, but... Got busted up. The Hobbs will go in the left hip pocket of Cobb. He'll take it himself. He's got the first down. Keeps the drive alive. He picks up four yards, needed three. Yeah, big first down there for Cobb. Now we've got to start being mindful of the time. Out here on the 32-yard line, just over two and a half minutes to go here in the fourth quarter. In this ball game, a six-point ball game in favor of Centralia. Cobb will be in shotgun. He'll get the snap. Looking here on the near side, he's going to throw it up for Austin. Off his hands, 
And he's going to be shoved out of bounds, but could not get a hand on the pass. It'll go incomplete. Yeah, that was Ethan Adams in coverage for the Panthers. That, that, that out route that Austin has run over and over again tonight wasn't able to connect there with Cobb. Just a little bit too high as he is unable to get upon it and bring it down. He would have been short of the first down marker anyways. So they'll look over as it's second and 10 clock stop. 2.24 left to go here in regulation. Again, a six-point lead in favor of Centralia. They'll have two receivers here on the near side. Cobble keeping himself. He's going to take the option, keep it, as he'll pick up three or four yards before he's tackled. And that clock's going to keep rolling. Every second that ticks off just seems like it's getting closer and closer here for the Indians. They've got to break one open here. So we'll bring up a third down as third and about five. Clock at two to go here in the ball game. Cobb will get the snap. Quick pass off to the far side to Austin. Makes one man miss. He's got the first down. Spin move off to the races. He's at the 40, 35, 30. Has one man to miss. He makes him shoestring tackle him. Shove him out of bounds inside the 10-yard line. That is exactly what you talked about. There's the massive play we were just talking about and that the Hallsville offense was looking for. Now you've got to be mindful of the clock in the opposite direction. A minute 44 left, and you're down inside the red zone. You cannot score too quickly because we know this Panther offense can strike just as quickly. That was not the prettiest-looking screen pass, but it was effective. That's all that matters. That puts him at first and goal at the eight. As Cobble keeping himself, trying to work the far side, he's going to stretch out but be short of the goal line, but he'll get a little closer. Yeah, crowd sounding disappointed in that, and I can understand, although you're down inside the three, it looks like now, You've got to let some of that clock milk, knowing that you've got Tiger Cobb here commanding the offense. So we'll bring up a second and goal. Looks like at about the two-and-a-half, three-yard line. At the two, they say. They'll let a little time off. Cobble taking himself straight up the middle. He's going to be cut down. Looks like a maybe got a little more yardage, but not much. See, and that, that two-point conversion that got batted down when the Indians scored last time becomes huge now. That was a four-point game. When they had scored last, that, that failed two-point conversion moves it to six. So even if they score a touchdown here, they've got to either kick an extra point, which they don't ever do, or they've got to go for two. So clock stopped as an injury to one of the Panthers players. He does get up and jog off on his own power. A minute and four seconds left on the play clock. Six-point ball game. Centralia leads as Centralia is going to have to call a timeout. I think they only had 10 guys out there on the field. I thought they brought somebody in, but it looks like they only had 10. So we will just keep it right here. As that's really a tough timeout to take at this point. Yeah, you want to save all those timeouts. If you do get the ball that back and you have to go down the field. But, you know, you obviously don't want to run a play with only 10 people on defense. I might have miscounted, but I'm pretty sure there were only 10. Either way, they had to call a timeout. And you're right, you, you can't run. You're stuck between two rocks and a bigger rock because you can't. You shouldn't run a play with only 10. But that's a timeout that you may need later on in the game because potentially Hallsville is going to knock it into the end zone here and put up a touchdown. Possibly, we know they're going to go for two, but possibly get that two-point conversion. So at maybe the worst, it's tied at the worster of the worst it's they're down by two <laughs> yep. and they're going to need that timeout because they're going to have to work it downfield 
Big down, big third down here for Cobb and the Indians' offense. So it'll be a third and goal ball at the one-yard line. They bring in, looks like a heavy package. Cobb will take it up the middle, going to stretch it out in there for the one-yard touchdown run. We are tied at 36 apiece. Tiger Cobb doing exactly what Tiger Cobb has done in his time here at Hallsville. Over and over again, making this Indians' offense, wheeling them into the end zone. That screen pass to Austin earlier, Austin makes a great move, takes it way down the field, and all of a sudden we've got a tie ball game here with one minute and one second left in the fourth quarter of this district semifinal. Hallsville does call a timeout again, like that choice to call it, to get exactly what you want, to get the personnel that you want, to get the look you want, because really this can go one of two ways. You either take the lead, and that might secure the victory because then you've got to make Centralia work all the way down the field. Or you don't get it and you're tied. Still have to make them work down the field, but we would maybe look at going in overtime. Yeah, I have to think Coach Conyers has had one in his back pocket. He's been saving for this exact moment. You, you saw Centralia with the Philly special earlier on that double reverse and that throw out to the quarterback. I would not be surprised if they put the ball in Austin's hands, but I have to think that they're going to keep the ball with their star quarterback, Tiger Cobb. I agree. I think either choice is probably a, a, a good call, but I think at this point, knowing that your season is on the line, your district championship game is also on the line, that it might be a wise decision to limit the number of hands that touch that football. I would definitely agree with you there. So Cobb will be in shotgun. He will have Hobbs standing to his right. Now they move him over to the left. He's going to keep it himself. Cobb up the middle and there for the two-point conversion. The lead goes back to the Indians. That's exactly what Conyers wanted to do. He brought in the jumbo set. He brought in an extra wing back, and he drove Cobb directly up the middle and into the end zone. Tiger Cobb doing exactly what Tiger Cobb does. That gives the lead... By two points back to the Indians at 38 to 36. That is a big play right there. Most importantly, just like you said, giving it to their starting senior quarterback, Tiger Cobb, saying, young man, we have faith in you. You've carried the team this far. We have faith in you. You can do it one more time. And one thing I really go back to at this point, you saw Simmerman. We talked about how frustrated he was after that two-point conversion. Tiger Cobb came up to him the calming force of this offense, and said, hey, I've got this. And what did he do? He took them down the field, they scored two touchdowns, and now they've got a two-point lead with a minute and one second left in this ball, ball game. Well, the senior showing why he is one of the captains, he is one of the leaders on the team because of his play on and off the field. Like you said, he's the general, he's a sergeant out there, he knows when he needs to calm his troops down, and that's exactly what he did. Orshelin will give a nice boot sideways kick over to the 20. It'll be returned from there by one of the up men. Now he's going the wrong way. He'll cut it back to the far side, burning some clock here. So he'll get it past the 30, maybe uh, maybe near the 35. Yeah, that's really good kick coverage there from the Indians. Have to limit the damage there. Not going to have a, a, a kicker boot one into the back of the end zone. D did a really good job there with that kick coverage. So it'll be on Centralia's 32-yard line. That's where they will... Take the football. So we'll be 
54 seconds left. You hear the crowd again rallied up. Empty backfield, five wide receivers. Quick pass off and completed to one of the receivers who picks up about 19 yards or so before he's ushered out of bounds. Didn't see who that was on the far boundary, but it will move the chains. Yeah, that was a really good play call. Sat down, soft zone. Indians in more of a prevent defense at this point. I really don't like that defensive call. You give up a huge play there, and now they're near the 50-yard line. Yeah, you give up those passes underneath. However, that was for too many yards. So ball the 47-yard line. Clock stopped 48 seconds. Again, two-point ball game now in favor of the Indians. Empty backfield. Gordon will have the shotgun snap. He's looking near side again. Pump fakes. He's going to roll to the far side. He'll have to tuck it himself. He'll be ushered out after about a five-yard gain. Yeah, smart play there by Gordon. Knowing the situation, knowing he doesn't need to force one, and then knowing he needs to get out of bounds after he scrambles. That'll stop the clock with 41 seconds left. He does pick up actually about six yards, so being up second and four across midfield now at the 47-yard line of the Indians. At just 41 ticks left in this one. You have to think they're going for the end zone. Not sure what the kicking game is like for the Panthers. But considering they've gone for two every time, I have to imagine it's not great. So three wide receivers, well, two on either side now. They'll split off one closer to the quarterback. And Gordon looking near side. Pass is intercepted. It's intercepted as the Indians are going to take it the other way. And coming up with that, is that Hobbs? No, that is... Landon Seavers. Seavers. So Seavers just sealed the game right there as he comes up with an interception. That is the big play right there. What a read there by Seavers. You saw him sit back in that zone, read the quarterback's eyes perfectly. They rolled Gordon out to his comfortable side, his throwing side with his left hand, and he just threw it directly into coverage. No explanation for that. That is a bad decision on Gordon's part to throw that because you saw Seavers read it all the way, and he was right there to make the interception. Takes it back to the 41-yard line. Now, a slight confusion as uh, they're trying to celebrate, but also trying to get a play to run because there's still 31 seconds left on the play clock. Well, and here's the issue now. You've called that timeout when you're Centralia on that two-point conversion. 31 seconds left. If you had all three timeouts, you could get a stop and could get the ball back. Now you put your your, uh, defense in, in an insurmountable situation. So most likely we will see the victory formation, but I agree that timeout could have been costly there. But more importantly is that interception, as I think I think the officials are actually looking for the football. They found it now. It's over near the 30. They were, they were trying to bring in a new football, but nobody knew where it was. I don't blame them at this point on the sidelines for the Hallsville Indians. It doesn't matter where that football is. You're just celebrating that you got the INT that seals the game, and they are going to move on to another district championship. So we will be right back here next Friday night as they will host the winner of the other game that is going on, this most likely Bowling Green. So that will be victory formation, and that will be the knee down. And that will let time expire when it finally does. We still have 18 seconds left on the play, on the uh, clock. They will now start the play clock. But Hallsville Indians had some adversity They needed some help, but they got it, and they called on that defense. Once again, a defense comes up with two big interceptions and a fumble recovery. That second interception coming late in the game. The the, uh, clock says zero, and that takes us to a final as the Hallsville Indians 38, 
and the Centralia Panthers 36. We'll pause and be back and get into your postgame coverage as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indian football here on the Show Me Sports Network. You've been listening to Hallsville Indians football on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play coverage of Hallsville Indians football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Cardi, Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, Embrace the Curve, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Kathy Rush, Remax Realty, Last Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, Law Offices of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental Care, and State Tech of Missouri. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri continues as you're just moments away from the exclusive post-game show. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. This is the Hallsville Indians postgame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. Blake Gazaway and his crew will discuss their thoughts on tonight's game as well as look ahead to the next action for the Indians. Exclusive postgame coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Cardi, Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, Embrace the Curve, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Kathy Rush, Remax Realty, Last Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, Law Offices of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental Care, and State Tech of Missouri. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now, here's the voice of the Show Me Sports Network and the Hallsville Indians Radio Network, Blake Gazaway. Well, it was an exciting night here at Hallsville as the Indians hold on and come back and win by capping it with an interception to seal the game as they win by a final of 38-36 to as they head back to their district championship game that they really have found a nice home at, and most importantly, it'll be played right here. Absolutely. One thing I would say about this game that's a gutsy performance from the Indians. They came out. They were down at halftime. Centralia was going score for score with them there in the first half. I thought we were going to see a boat race to 100. It turned out the defense has kind of stepped up there in the second quarter. But, you know, a lot of adversity. Conyers talked so much about adversity coming into this week. And his team, they saw it. And we absolutely did see that. We saw momentum change. Really, this was a great game when we're going to go back and look at it later on. You really see that both teams were matching each other step for step, drive for drive, play for play almost it seemed as 
they really matched each other, would score, the other team would score, they'd go back and score, they'd score, they'd punt, the other team would punt. They just matched okay. themselves very well, and that's one of those that you get into that and you start looking at who's going to make a mistake first and who's going to capitalize on that mistake. We saw both teams make some mistakes, but they're, the, the team that benefited from that was unable to take advantage of that, and uh, you know it kept that neck and neck, but... Most importantly, they held on. They come back to win it in style and in fashion late there in, uh, in our ball game and cap it off with the interception as, see the front line, front row crowd. I don't know why I keep calling them front line. <laughs> the front row crowd is down. They come out in droves here as tonight is gold rush. What's gold rush? So they're wearing their gold down there on the field celebrating. Also, uh, the coaching staff down there, they had a chance to talk to players. As we said, hats off to the Centralia Panthers team. They had a great season. They they played a heck of a game. Nothing to hang their head on at all for tonight's performance. That's exactly what I was going to say. You could see Coach Forsey likely talking with a group of seniors here near mid, midfield. He's probably telling them much of the same. A heck of a ball game they played tonight. Absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. Coming in here to a hostile environment in an undefeated team on the road in the playoffs and his team Played basically lights out until they're at the very end. Not only did they play lights out, but they also tied it up several times. They had the lead for a good chunk of the ball game as well. So great, uh, great season for them to to uh, wrap up. Fortunately for them, their season's over. They're going to start talking about winter sports. But like we said, we will be hopefully here. We're planning on it next week, as uh, we know who is going to match up for the district championship as uh, Bowling Green went on to win their game. So that'll be the uh, two teams matching up. And uh, it should be a great game nonetheless. One of these teams will continue to have an unblemished season. The other one will suffer their first loss of the season at the district championship. Yeah, and have to think that this game tonight will help Hallsville next week. I, you know, Bowling Green didn't face uh, a lot of that uh, a struggle that Hallsville faced tonight. They, they rolled over California, won by a final score of 65-14. to 14. You know, Hallsville coming out of here with a nail-biter performance. Have to think that has, uh, you know, some momentum coming back, uh, uh, you know, from down in this one and, and converting uh, it to a victory. You're exactly right on that. It, you know, the big thing that it does is it allows you to say, hey, you know what? We've been through this. We've seen this adversity. Look how we, we, we persevered it last week. We managed it. We got through it. That goes quite a ways and gives you a good boost of confidence, a good shot in the arm to say, see, we've been in this position before. That's, that's really what football, a lot of football is about, is saying we've been in this position before, we worked through it, we're going to do much of the same. It's not, it's not so much about all these crazy things, this and that, but it's saying we've been down before, we've had ties before, we know how to do this, we need to play our game, and that's what we're going to do. That's a lot of the experience that Cobb brings to this team. You, you know, we touched on it earlier, coming over, calming down the sideline after things looked like they were getting a little bit out of hand. He came over. He's that calming energy, that calming force over this Indians team, and, and he willed them to victory tonight. We'll take a look here at your uh, scoring summary. As we said, celebrating the, victor the uh, victory here over for the Hallsville Indians and obviously some slow walks to the bus right now as uh, we see from the Centralia Panthers, but again, great season on their part, and hats off to them for a great game played tonight. However, Hallsville was able to get things off first as they scored in their opening possession. It was a two-yard run by their starting quarterback in Tiger Cobb. That uh, was also a two-point conversion by Hobbs. That was a five-play, 61-yard drive that made it 8 to nothing with 10.31 left in the first quarter. 
And Centralia would answer on their ensuing kickoff and drive as they will go nine plays, 84 yards, capped off by a 27-yard touchdown run by Wilkerson. There was a two-point conversion on a on a uh, pass to Gordon. It was a double reverse pass to him. That was good. That tied it up at eight apiece. That was with 5.32 left to go in the first quarter. That would take us then to a 20-yard touchdown run by Fowler. The uh, two-point conversion was good by Cobb. That was a five-play, 57-yard drive. That made it a 16-8 score with 3.43 left in the first quarter. That then would take us to the score after one. Then Centralia would score on a five-play touchdown pass from, or sorry, a five-yard touchdown pass from Gordon to Shannon. The uh, PAT from Gordon, sorry, the two-point conversion from Gordon to Presley was good. That was an eight-play, 65-yard drive. That was at 11.56 in the second quarter. That tied it up at 16 apiece. Then they would score again, this time on a one-yard touchdown run. That was by Gordon. The two-point conversion was no good. That was a nine-play, 80-yard drive. That came with 18 seconds left before halftime. That made it a 22-16 to 16 score. That would take us to halftime. Then Centralia would score again on a 13-yard touchdown run by Wilkerson. The two-point conversion failed. That was an 11-play, 85-yard drive. That was a 5.46 left in the third quarter. That lengthened the lead to 28-16. to 16. However, Hallsville would come back on a three-play, 70-yard drive. That was held by, uh, capped off by a 55-yard touchdown run by Cobb. The uh, two-point conversion, a run by Cobb, was good. That was uh, made it a four-point game at 28-24 to with 4.36 left to go in the third quarter. That would take us to the uh, fourth quarter. Then with 10.31 left in the quarter, Centralia would score on a 15-yard touchdown pass from Gordon to Brooks. The uh, two-point conversion was a pass from Gordon to Dunn. That was good. That was a 12-play, 64-yard drive. That made it 36-24. to That was a 10.31 left in the fourth quarter. Then Hallsville would score on a one-yard touchdown run by Hobbs. Two-point conversion, no good. That was a nine-play, 64-yard drive. That made it a 36-30 ball game with 7.28 left to go in the fourth quarter. Then Hallsville would score again on a one-yard touchdown run by their quarterback, their senior quarterback in Tiger Cobb. That was a nine-play, 80-yard drive with 101 left in the fourth quarter. That made it 36-30. Then they were able to score the two-point conversion on a run by Cobb, kept it on their seniors' uh, quarterback's hands on his shoulders. He took it in. That gave it a 38-36 score, which is where we ended the game and how we came to our final. So, again, they went back to exactly what they know works, their leader, their general, whatever you want to call him. They gave it back to him, and he carried his team through. Yeah, Cobb really willing this team to victory tonight. Him, Austin, you see Hobbs in the backfield. All of these guys making crucial plays at crucial moments and, and, and help this Indian team to victory. They absolutely did, without a doubt. And, and certainly that... Uh, can't remember, was it third down on that huge play that they had to Austin there late in the game that set him up uh, inside the red zone there? That was a huge play again, play of the game candidate right there because without that, they're way back on the other side of the 50. I so, think, I think, yeah, I, I, I really think you see, you know, get your ball, get the ball into the playmaker's hands and, and they'll do the rest. So we're going to take another quick break here and be back to waiting to see if we can get head coach for Hallsville in Justin Conyers up here. I know he's uh, actually see him down on the field talking to a few others. So we're going to see if we can uh, 
wait it out basically and see if he can get up here. I know he he said he would try to come up here, but he's got uh, to talk to his team and a few other things and. We are about the furthest away from uh, everybody here, but he is making his way this way, so we're going to take a quick break. Hopefully when we come back, we will be uh, set up to uh, talk to him. But uh, if not, uh, then we will get our thoughts together and talk about uh, what next week will look like. So we're going to take a quick break and be back. You listen to exclusive coverage of Indians football here on the Show Me Sports Network. The score of any athletic event is generally forgotten over time, but the actions of players, coaches, and spectators leave lasting impressions. The next time you attend a high school game, think of how history will remember you. Choose good sportsmanship and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. Remember, the lessons you teach today will help develop better citizens in our communities for tomorrow. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time and running out of some of your favorite makeup, fragrances, or skincare products? No need to worry. Avon representative Michelle Cartier has got you covered. Michelle can consult with you on the newest line of products as well as get those that have become your must-haves. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 from the comfort of your own home and have your order shipped directly to your front door. To see how Michelle can help you out, find her on Facebook by searching Avon Cartier. Live beautifully with Avon. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions role models are more important than ever in today's society you can serve as a role model for others the next time you display good sportsmanship at a high school athletic event good sports are winners and are also vital to preserving our fine sports traditions so the next time you attend a sporting event remember to be a good sport and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom. Using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market, anything can become a canvas. This state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Visit HanCustomLaserEngraving.myshopify.com or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran-owned business 
Attention Indians fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Hallsville by becoming a member of the Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Your gifts help provide all Hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Hallsville Athletic Boosters this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Hallsville Athletic Boosters or email them at HallsvilleAthleticBoosters at gmail.com. Let's go Indians! Fans, when you attend a high school game, do you stand at attention during the national anthem? Do you cheer a good play by the opposing team? If your team loses, do you take it well in stride? If you have answered yes to any of those questions, you are showing positive examples of sportsmanship. Don't forget that when you attend high school events, young eyes are watching you for examples of acceptable behavior. By making a conscientious effort, you'll be helping our students grow into better citizens. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. It's perfect, right? Actually, we were thinking of Rome. I know an agent there. Look at this view. This place is unbelievable. It's beautiful. We've been looking at Jamaica. Uh -huh. I know an agent there. Welcome to Jamaica. We love, oh, love it. <laughs> but we're thinking about Tokyo. Mm -hmm. I know a guy. You know an agent too. That's Kathy Rush at Remax Jefferson City. Call her today at 573-761-3405. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform with a guarantee of 100% American-made products. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Whether it's balls and strikes, fouls or flags, your referees and game officials are a vital part of high school athletics. If you've ever tried your hand at officiating, you know how hard these men and women work, and you certainly know that they would never miss a call intentionally. Keep these things in mind as you attend sporting events. After all, respecting officials and authority figures is one of the most valuable lessons that we can teach our students. This message has been brought to you by your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association. Riverwell Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment for more than 15 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverwell Christian Academy offers kinder prep through sixth grade that prepares students to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with the student body comprised of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include three and five full-day sessions with kindergarten offering half-day and full-day programs. To find out more about Riverwell Christian Academy, call them at 573-634-3983. As a former veteran, for two years I tried to get my disability and nothing worked. Then I called Wes Swinigan and he got the results that I really needed. I hear stories like this all the time where people are overwhelmed with the system. As a former Social Security attorney, I will help you get the benefits that you deserve. Russ Swanigan lives and works in mid-Missouri and he's here to help you. The help you deserve for the benefits you've earned. The law offices of Russ Swanigan.
Tonight's game is not only a competitive contest between these two schools, but it's also an educational experience for the students involved. Because high school activities are about learning life values, your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association remind everyone to do their part in keeping our hometown sports a positive experience for everyone. When you attend your next game, do your part to help rekindle the spirit of citizenship by showing good sportsmanship. You'll be teaching a positive lesson, and you'll be preserving a proud tradition in the state of Missouri. There are things in life you should always do. Always say please and thank you. Always get a good night's rest and always take care of your teeth. After all, you're only given one set of permanent teeth to last you a lifetime. Southwest Dental Care is always the place to go for the highest quality dental care. They offer comprehensive general and cosmetic dentistry services for all patients of all ages. Their experienced and compassionate team is there to help you achieve lifelong oral health and a stunning smile. To find out more about Southwest Dental Care, call them at 573 634-4909 or visit southwestdentalcarejc.com to get the best smile in town you mustache to southwest dental care we are state tech we are hands-on education when you choose the number one two-year college in the country you know you will be ready for your career that's why at state tech we say from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Well, we're back here on our post-game show as we are joined by Head coach for the Hallsville Indians and Justin Conyers. Coach Conyers, thanks for making your way up here. I know you had several stops along the way, but appreciate you running up here and got to get got to get a little you know workout on the way up here. Oh man, you know uh, you always got to make sure that we uh, we talk to our fans and obviously my family and everybody being excited for this win tonight. But man, it's hard to to be super excited. You know, honestly, uh, we did some things that kind of put ourselves in a hole tonight and. You know, as a head football coach, you're, you're not very, very pleased with some of those things we did because, you know, at this point in the season, um, you know, I look back and I think, man, maybe that bye week wasn't such a good thing for us after all. You know, it, we felt like we came out a little flat. Uh, I talked earlier in the week about, you know, us making them have to match our intensity and our physicality, and it just didn't feel like it went that way tonight. I, I readdressed the group at halftime, and that was one of the things I said is we got to refocus and flush it. we got to stay together, and we got to go out now, and we got to match their intensity and their physicality because they're giving it to us, and they want it right now. You could feel that they wanted it, it seemed like, more than we did. And I, I think, honestly, since we had such a lopsided victory in week two, you know, these guys thought we'd come out. Uh, we, it's scripted well. I mean, we were right down. We put it in. We get the two-point conversion. We thought they'd lay down, and they didn't, you know, and, and our guys finally figured that out there in the third quarter. You know, this was a game we were kind of talking before we went on air that it's a game from a fan's perspective. It's everything you can you can chalk it up to in, in a great game. 
But it talked about we talked about in our pregame about that adversity, and you definitely saw some of that tonight. Oh, most definitely. It's just like it didn't feel like anything was going our way, you know, um, other than the first drive. The first drive is exactly how we want to start ball games. You know, we want to go down, we want to score, we want to get the two, and we kind of want to put the pressure back on the other team. And they accepted that pressure, and they thrived in the pressure. Um, and this is the first time all season long that we've trailed going in at halftime. And I think you really could sense that. You could feel the tension in the locker room whenever I went in. Um, I haven't had to make that speech before this year, you know. Um, so uh, I had to readdress, like I said, about us flushing that first half, refocusing on us and doing the little things better, blocking and tackling. And uh, like I said, it was a heck of a football game, a great game plan by the Panthers. I, I feel like they, they really had everything dialed up the right way to take advantage of us defensively tonight. You know, they, they did have a pretty good game plan. It was pretty solid. But you had some players that really stepped up. And, again, we talked about it in pregame that, you know, A.J. Austin had, had, I wouldn't say a quiet night, but he, we've talked about it, had, had some opportunities that the teams have found a way to, to keep him quiet. But he came up big, especially there in that fourth quarter. And that's, that's really when you needed him. Yeah, it's clutch. He's a clutch time player. You know, you go back to the Blair Oaks game and, um, you know, he didn't. He had that kind of similar kind of night where he was kind of quiet and didn't have a lot of receptions and didn't call his name a whole lot or his number. And then, you know, whenever it was clutch, you know, crunch time in the ball game, number seven is you know where the ball is going to. And we just threw a simple hitch over there. You know, they were playing off coverage. They didn't want to give up the deep ball, so we we didn't want to keep running those deep outs and deep curls. So we threw him a little five yard hitch. And normally AJ's not the guy that slips tackles and and uses his speed, man. But it sure looked like it tonight. And that was probably the biggest play offensively right there to get us down into scoring position to to go in and tie the ball game and then potentially obviously take the lead there at the end. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. That's something we talked about during the broadcast. And, you know, another thing, too, that, that we picked up on is obviously your your senior quarterback, Tiger Cobb. He's just a general out there on the field. One thing, though, that we saw that he, he knows how to command his troops. We saw him a couple times. You know, this game, there were some points where it was very emotional. And players, you know, it was a little extracurricular activity on both sides that were happening. But we saw him come over and talk to some of the players. And, and you know, we're probably paraphrasing, but just say, look, we're still in this. We got to calm down. We got to keep those things in check. But he knew how to command his his army. He did, you know. And the thing that you got to love about a young man like that is, uh, you know, him being a senior and just the leadership role that he's taken on this year and not appointed. I mean, he does it by he leads by example and he's a verbal guy. Uh, and there was no doubt whenever uh, you know they called the timeout right there and he told me straight up. He said, "Hey, you give me the ball, coach, and I'm scoring." You know. And I had two other young kids come over and say, "Put us in this formation. We want to lead the way for him." You know, on my left side of my offensive line saying, "Run left." You know, and those right. those are things that you really like hey you enjoy that i love that those guys are confident to say hey we're going to get a yard here and then we're going to get three yards on the two-point conversion they wanted it and that's the big thing right there that's what makes this team so special is those guys believing in one another absolutely and he's carried the team obviously had a big role in the offense and on the defense this year but to be able to give it back to him and you know go with the horse that's brought you this far as they say sometimes be able to give it back to him and say we have faith in you let's go and do it again yeah most definitely you know and like i said the i think with a even more enjoyable for me was you know looking at Jaden walters in the eyes over there my left guard and also looking at dj larkin our left tackle and them both saying run left coach if you run left we will score um i love that you know, and I, I love, you know, we run the heck out of the football. And so when your big fellas up front, they want you to run the ball, you got to respect it. And so that's exactly what we did. And, you know, hey, it worked out for us tonight. Well, the defense, again, we talked in the pregame about being ball hawks. They know how to come up with the ball. Had a couple of interceptions, but most importantly, that last one to seal the game. 
by far probably the biggest turnover of the season so far. Oh, most definitely. You know, you, heck, you get get worried once again. You know, they're marching the ball down the field. Um, you know, I think we got them in, a, in once we switched up defensively what we're doing there at the end of the ball game because now we got them in passing situation. It wasn't going to be Borgordon up the middle with, you know, 41 seconds left in the ball game. We knew what they were going to have to do. And, uh, you know, Landon Severs hasn't played defense since, uh, you know, the Osage game. So he uh, ended up with an AC separation in that game, and we've kind of slowly got him back into an offensive role. And this week was his first week back defensively, and he came up with the, the biggest play defensively of the night. Well, it was a pleasure to call. It was a great uh, great game to watch. It's a great game to call. Now we know what the stage will look like for next week. We'll be right back here, but Bowling Green will be coming in. Again, it's going to be a tough game, but I think a good matchup between the two teams. Yeah, I do. You know, the thing that I know that we'll have to work on this week is we're going to have to, to be able to stop the inside run. Uh, we know it's going to be coming, and we didn't do a very good job with it tonight. So we're going to have to really be dialed in um, and, and be focused on stopping you know, their multiple run attack that they're going to be able to present to us. So not really so sure defensively on what they're going to give us yet. Um, you know, a team that's also 10-0, and 0, you know, they're, they're going to be able to do what they do. I don't think that uh, you know, a zebra's going to change their, their stripes, so to speak. Whenever you uh, have success, you're going to light up and run your stuff. And so we'll get some good film on them, like I said, and we'll go to work, and our coaches will have a good game plan put together for our boys on Monday morning. Well, Coach, I'll let you get out of here and go celebrate the uh, victory with, with your family and the players and, and all the crowd. I mean, well, it seems like most of Hallsville came out to the game tonight. It was well attended, and I expect to see even more people next week. Yeah, you know, uh, the thing that's just so awesome about small-town football is, uh, you know, this truly is like Friday Night Lights. You know, this this town of 2,000, it shuts down pretty much, and as we're seeing the cars leave here, I mean, it, it's insane, the crowd that we had tonight. Plus, you know, Centralia being eight miles away, you knew it was going to be a heck of a crowd, and, and, and all the way down to the end, it was a, it was a great environment to play football in tonight so very proud of how this game ended up for us and I'm going to try my best to enjoy this one as, as much and as hard as it is with some of the mistakes we made but excited for next week and you know the thing I think I'm most proud about is uh, you know third season here as a head football coach this will be our third opportunity and a chance for a district title so uh, like I said very very pleased with uh, with how our community shows up and supports us. Well, absolutely. Well, Coach, we'll let you get out of here and celebrate. I know it'll be a short window of time because you'll celebrate, and then tomorrow you start game planning for what it's going to be next Friday night. So go enjoy and have have some time, and we appreciate you coming up here and chatting with us. And, you know, all in, uh, Roll Tribe. Let's yes, go get sir. another all W <laughs> next week. Thank you very much. Appreciate the coverage. Well, I appreciate you coming up here. And that's head coach for the Indians in uh, Justin Conyers, and we'll let him go and, like I said, celebrate some of the victory. So it uh, was a pleasure calling the game tonight and a great game and come out with the victory there, especially in the closing uh, seconds of the game with that interception just seals that. And, again, big time now next week as the Indians have a chance to go after their uh, district championship again. And, uh, really, I mean, just what a great – it was a great game. Again, few things they need to work on but still a great game but most importantly those are some things they can work and they can fix and they can look at that and and that that's encouraging yeah Conyers talked a lot about getting punched in the mouth there by by Bo Gordon and that Panther offense he knows that next week Bowling Green is going to be physical with them he said that he if he was the Bowling Green coach he'd run the ball right down their throats too so Conyers knows the adjustments he needs to make at this point, and I have a feeling that a coach like him is going to make those adjustments. Absolutely. Well, that's going to pretty much do it for our broadcast uh, this evening. It's been a pleasure uh, bringing you the coverage tonight. Our plan, we know that Bowling Green will be here next Friday night. We plan to be here as well. We're hoping maybe we'll be down where it's a little warmer. It's a great view up here, but it has been a little chilly up top. But either way, if we're up here or downstairs in the actual press box, either way, we will plan on bringing you coverage. We'll have pregame starting at about 6.30 again with kickoff coming at 7 o'clock. 
And uh, obviously, we've got some new fans, some new people that have been listening, so we enjoy, uh, hopefully you've enjoyed tonight's broadcast. Be sure and like our Facebook page, just search for the Show Me Sports Network. And, uh, you know, be sure to, I'll put an extra plug in, be sure and uh, tell your friends, your family, tell everybody that we'll be bringing you the broadcast. Also, tell the school district. This is something that we want to build a partnership. We want to look to cover Hallsville, not just with football, but cover other sports and try to give season-long coverage. So please reach out to your athletics department, uh, reach out to the school, let them know that you enjoyed tonight's broadcast, and uh, tell them that you want to hear more of that as uh, we would like to continue this partnership for uh, for the uh, Hallsville School District. So hopefully you've enjoyed tonight's broadcast. Uh, for uh, for the Show Me Sports Network here, we've had a, had a pleasure bringing you uh, the game tonight. And like I said, we will plan on bringing you the game next week as it'll be a uh, it'll be a great game. It'll be the matchup of the two undefeated teams. I had to think about it for a second, but it'll be two teams that are ten and zero on the season that'll match up. One of them will be crowned the district champion. Still remain undefeated. The other well, season will come to an end with one loss in that district championship. So a lot on the line, but again, it's going to be a great game. Yeah, I have no doubt about that. I I. I have a good feeling that next week we'll have uh, as much, if not more, excitement uh, than we saw tonight in that thriller uh, on uh, the Hallsville Indians football field. You are absolutely right on that. So until we talk to you next Friday for uh, Patterson Fallis, I'm Blake Gasaway. We've enjoyed bringing you the broadcast tonight here on the Show Me Sports Network. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Again, if you haven't done so, be sure and look us up on Facebook. Just search the Show Me Sports Network. Until we talk to you next Friday night with pregame about 6.30, kickoff set for 7 o'clock right here at Hallsville. Until we talk to you then, so long, and have a great evening. You've been listening to the best game coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Hallsville Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network, and the Indians Radio Network. Blake Gazaway and the broadcast crew are the guys that know your Indians the best. Exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Cardi, Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, Embrace the Curve, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Kathy Rush, Remax Realty, Last Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, Law Offices of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental Care, and State Tech of Missouri. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Indians Radio Network, your exclusive home for Hallsville Indians football.
Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyright by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. Thank you.